Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We're, we in the we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch today's show and be a part of today's show by chiming in on Facebook Live or YouTube. Check us out there. We are streaming each and every day, and uh, we will interact with you on this program in the next three hours. Coming up on today's show, one of my favorite topics that I could talk about year-round. We ramp it up in the summer. We're talking fantasy football in hour number two of today's show. C.W. Sloan will be back in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll look at the NFC East, NFC South, talk about some of those players. Also, I think C.W. said he's been in seven best ball drafts already this summer so who are uh, some of the the players going early some surprises we'll talk fantasy football coming up hour two of today's show hour three bryce williams will join us he sent me a picture this morning of him holding a giant fish so we'll go pirate radio outdoors also a new segment coming up in uh in hour three We'll let Shirley give you more details on this, but uh, a lot of scandalous stories going on in the sports world. So we're going to go uh, TMZ style coming up in uh, in hour three when Bryce Williams is here. Coming up at around 340, 345, we'll talk to Mark Brown, If you're not following Major League Baseball, you might be surprised that the Orioles, along with the Mariners, are the hottest teams in baseball right now o's have won eight in a row they got the cubs tonight right here on pirate radio so we'll talk to mark brown about that and what's going on in major league baseball one week away from the all-star game in major league baseball shirley rhodes is here cj schaefer chandler honeycutt and joining us for part of our number one molly mike mullis is here what's up molly hey buddy how are you i'm doing great chandler let me welcome you in so you can talk hello what's up clipper how you doing i'm doing fantastic good it's good to see you uh robert matthews on facebook live says hello hello and coming up on wednesday live in the pirate radio studios Corey glore hello makes his return he is in town and uh he'll hang out we'll talk some two-lane football and uh he'll say hello to you so looking forward to seeing Corey. good man yes sir. yeah probably cool. see him here before long see him here before long mm-hmm. what's that mean uh, i'm gonna see him here shortly you're gonna see him yeah. <laughs> Wait, are y'all hanging out without me? Duh. Well, I mean, apparently. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, I hated to find out this way. Well. Live on the air, but, you know, it happens. It's all right. Molly, uh, you kept telling me 
Uh, y'all are talking movies. There's so much going on in the sports world. What's what's? Well, I, look, I, I wanted to hear the 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 the, the Baker Mayfield uh, chat. We from did Chandler. that. What, what, the, you must have squeezed a lot in the early part of the show. <laughs> Actually, you probably did. had to get all the all that sports stuff out of the way so you could it, in, <laughs> envelop us with an hour and a half talk about movies. Well, you're wrong. We got it in very quickly at the very end of the show. Oh, okay. Well, and by that point, I was so uh, sick of it. I we started it. the show yesterday, Molly, with a big announcement. A I, I, big I, I, announcement. I've heard. I saw the videos on social media. It is a big announcement. Can't wait to see you in your dancing shoes, Molly, coming up uh, at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Tickets go on sale Thursday, 10 a.m., only $10, and you get to see the Breakfast Club and hang out with the Pirate Nation on thursday september 1st so tickets will go on sale at pr927fm.com thursday 10 a.m while supplies last and it's going to be a blast yeah breakfast club uh, i mean i've heard them several times and they're you know fun band so it should be good all right um so what is all this stuff going on you want to you want to talk baker mayfield not anymore since you guys already talked about it (laughs) golly here we go what do you think about baker I, you know what? Who knows? I think it's uh, it's got a chance to it's got a chance to work or not. I mean, it, you know, it did truly. I don't know that there's any uh, middle ground, but what a great deal they got on him, right? So it's I mean, for very the money, low risk. Yeah, it's, for the money. I now I think I said this to you, and you questioned it because you question everything, and that is how you should be, folks. Don't just listen to what they tell you. Question, question everything. Open mind, free thinker. Okay. All right. I said, well, they're baker mayfield it's a lot of the same discussion when sam darnold joined the team but baker mayfield's better than sam darnold i think so you do i think because when i said that you said is he no i think he's better (laughs) than than uh than darnold by a wide margin no no. probably not but but i do think he's better and i i mean i think if nothing else it's you know at least it's a fun sam darnold didn't even that was like okay whatever at least baker mayfield you know he's it's got a little notoriety. There's been a lot of look. People have been talking about the Panthers. There's no other reason people would talk about the Panthers unless they did something like this. That's true. So uh, I tell you what will be fun. Week one against the Cleveland Browns in Charlotte. That's back to back years that uh, the Carolina Panthers bring in a new quarterback facing their former team. Last year, Sam Darnold facing the Jets in week one. This year, uh, which now I did watch the uh, press conference today with Scott Fitter. Carolina Panthers GM and Baker Mayfield and Scott Fitter did say that it is an open competition, which I do not buy. I think Baker Mayfield is the guy that will start Week One for the Carolina Panthers, and he'll be facing a facing off against the uh, the Cleveland Browns. Who will Cleveland have at quarterback? Is the question? Yeah, it could be a, a fun reunion, Mully, uh, as Jacoby Brissett. It's got to be Brissett, right? I mean, <laughs> do, do I, I mean, what what move could they make right now? Well, they have Deshaun, they have Deshaun Watson. Watson. <laughs> clearly but he's not going to be available week one why not well he, he, there's 24 ladies that could give you a better answer than i can that's up that's to who is that up to is that up to the that's up to the nfl and the nfl yeah alone. from what i understand what i've read somewhere they asked the the browns or, or deshaun's people asked for six to eight games like they were like hey look we're willing to like know, a plea deal like yeah we'll, we'll self-impose six yeah. to eight games and from uh, last I'd seen that the, the commissioner's office was like, well, well, you know, thank you for your offer, but we're going to, you know, we're going to need to give this some thought. I wonder at what point they're going to make this decision. How far out from the season beginning will they make this decision? I, it, it may be 
it may be a week to week deal early on until they you know return a, a, a quote unquote verdict. You know, but th- he never and we've talked about this before on the air, off the air. You know, you, the kind of the the scale of how good you are as to how much forgiveness you're given. I mean, there's never been a greater example of that than than probably this case with Deshaun Watson. And it's not the fact of him playing or not playing. It's the freaking money they gave him and how they gave it to him. That is a, that is a plate full of forgiveness for a dude that's got a questionable future and a highly checkered past. And especially for a guy coming out of Clemson that was like everybody's all American. He burned me. I was. Yo, know, I thought this is this dude's like he's got a chance to be the poster child. He, yep. you know, great guy, yeah, off the great, field, great yeah. player. Everybody yeah. likes him. He's just a freak. <laughs> he's a freak. Just a super freak. Super freaky. Uh, Jonathan says it won't matter uh, who the Panthers quarterback is if the offensive line is not improved. Says they could have Tom Brady, uh, but that's and com- it I matter. think that's completely true. I think the bigger question is here: to State Farm remake all the commercials with Baker? We have an uh, answer. We have an answer. Uh, he did answer a question today in the press conference that there will not be. He, I think, he proposed the idea of uh, having a commercial where he's moving houses. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be from great. Cleveland to Carolina, but that is. And not Cleveland probably said that. Nah. It's not going to happen. By the way, we do have news. Uh, Baker talked today, right? He did. And said he's looking forward to his first trip to Bojangles. I saw Bojangles already tweeted out. Chandler, I'll, I'll picture. Excuse me, Clip. It seems to me like Chandler just mentioned the fact that he watched the press conference with Baker today. Did, right. did you not? I, I did. And so when, when Chandler does those things, you're very quick to, um, Fair. to call him out. So, right. Chandler, I got your back. Fair That's enough. Fine. I was uh, distracted. I, no, I, I was then moving on and talking about something else he said in said press conference. Okay. So, but I had to back Chandler up on that. I'll take that. I'll take that. But I was moving on. You interrupted me. So anyway, you were saying I don't know. Okay. Baker was holding some biscuits. It was a Photoshop. Nobody gives a damn. Okay. <laughs> so does he get the Dell Home deal now? Does he get you know that Dell Home Somebody's, was the? Uh, I think it was Redbeard that says they need they need to go see Jake Dell Home for. Uh, it's Jake Delhomme. If we're gonna nitpick everything, let's get some freaking names right here. Are you sure? Jake Delhomme. Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. I like Delhomme. Well, how about you go home? How about I will? <laughs> See, I didn't want to say that because I knew you'd take me up on that offer. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to go yet. home. Don't go home. I, I had to say it. What was the Delhomme, uh, Delhomme whatever meal after the Super Bowl? It was... Uh, they had uh, something and two, and two turnovers like the, the Bo, oh, Bo Jagos had the... Six six picks and two turnovers or whatever it was. It was anyway. Was that the uh, Cardinals playoff game? Didn't he have a nightmare game? Oh, he had like yeah. four interceptions yeah. and two fumbles or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mike says, Mike P. What do you think uh, Baker's Bojangles go to will be? Four piece. Once Supreme. he sees the menu, Supreme. Yeah. You say really? that disappointed. <laughs> I mean, he could go. If I were him, I would go Cajun Filet Biscuit. Okay. Molly? I, can you go wrong with any of it? No. And it's all pretty much the same deal. It's just how Bowberry you want Biscuit? Mm. How many times out of 10 do you go breakfast at Bojangles? Because I'd probably go at least two or three. Well, maybe more. Say, I hadn't been eating at Bojangles in forever. It's not because I don't. I absolutely love it, but I don't. Uh, I just try, get to, fit? try to stay away. But no, I'm just trying not to get the opposite of fit. Fat, fit fat, er. fit, yeah. Er. But I will tell you, it is a cool deal uh, every year uh, when they do like the first ECU home game and they do the um, Bowberry biscuits shaped like footballs. 
Have you noticed mm-hmm. that? Now, my kids will destroy uh, Bowberry biscuits, but I, I, that's always kind of like, okay, it's game day. Big Bowberry cool. guy. Yeah. I, like I mean, everything of Bojangles, man, is, is pretty on time. All right. This has been brought to you by Bojangles. Bojangles. It's bow time. Very wow, good. That was really good. Thanks. You were, uh, I'm impressed. Good day today. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. Good day, man. <laughs> Thank you. Molly's power rankings right now. Chandler on top. <laughs> Probably Shirley, CJ, and me. I'm right. How is right you now. and CJ's relationship? Oh, we're, we've been watching NASCAR wrestling. We sat and watched the AD <laughs> biography. Y'all been watching the... NASCAR and wrestling? And, or. Well, now you just you watch your tongue, son. All right. Uh, no, we. Hey, by the way, I have thought about all of you guys being wrestling fans. Have y'all seen the replay of the biographies on A and E of all the wrestlers? The, the, I watched the Stone Cold. I tell you what, my wife and I actually got caught up watching one because it's like, dude, these guys went through hell. That's funny. My dad's not a wrestling guy. He called me when the Stone Cold one came out and like, have you seen this? I was like, no, why are you watching it? He's like, it's awesome. And, and, <laughs> and I watched and, it and it was awesome. You know what my takeaway was? The further or the closer they stay to who they actually are with their characters, the greater it is. Because Stone Cold is Stone, Stone That Cold. is him. Like yeah. he is that dude. And then like even Undertaker, I mean, I don't think he's killing people and stuff, but he's <laughs> he's he he is like that dude all the time. And, yeah. and Foley... Big he that dude's he's a few bricks shy of a load. So I mean him playing those roles that he played, it it made perfect sense. Who all have they highlighted in that uh oh, in that God, series? man. I Mike you gotta turn your mic. They, Mike. They had one about Ultimate Warrior. Did they have one about did I see Macho Man? Did they have one on Macho Man? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it and, and the deal with him and uh what was his uh wife's name? Emily Elizabeth. 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 It was such a big deal. Like he was like genuinely possessive of her. Yeah. Like in like real life. It, it's, it's, like Hulk Hogan was at a hotel in a different state with her, and he'd like go fly down there and go. That, yeah, he yeah. was in. They were in Florida. Hulk's wife was there too, and she right. was staying in a different room. And he comes up in the red Cadillac, and Hulk said he walked. I was old oh, man. This was going to be trouble. And next <laughs> thing you know, next thing you know, he's like, man, you know, he said I should have called you. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's. Anyway, I did think of you guys because I know you are, uh, you know, steadfast wrestling folks. Now, Ricky Steamboat, that crowd growing up in Charlotte, I do remember going to WCW matches in the in the production of what the studio, oh, like yeah. at, at the TV station, uh, and you know watching them there. So in I, Charlotte, Rick, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Ric Flair and all the you know Sergeant Slaughter and that crowd. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was very very interesting. That, you know, it gave me a newfound respect for those guys and kind of the grind that they live i mean you, you realize they probably get beat up but i would have thought travel would have been a little more glamorous for them or at least a little you know i don't know a little better but no these dudes are like they were just out there grinding making especially a early on in their careers they're they're car to car like driving yeah, right. town to town yeah and, uh yeah all right uh Redbeard with a uh, jab at jake delomi you want to hear that he said i heard jake delomi is a shift manager at bojangles now Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's actually a jab at shift managers of Bojangles. Cause, <laughs> wow. Wait. Cause, so cause there, I, there's De- another I, shot at Del Homie. Yeah. I think Del, Del Homie, uh, he's. Hey, Del Homie was a good quarterback. He's got bad hands. Oh, well. You were looking at Baker stats earlier. Why were you doing that? I uh, just. Because uh, he had a great 2020 season. Last year, he had that so, uh, shoulder issue. 13 interceptions last year. Uh, the year before in 2020. He had eight to his 26 touchdown passes. Now, his first year, or no, excuse me, second year of the league, he had 21 interceptions, but then had a bounce back in 2020. Kind of interesting that, I guess, well, I guess they'd seen enough because 
my thought is if you have a quarterback that's that you think can win enough to go to playoff games and win playoff games you, you sign them you keep them the browns said that baker wasn't that guy for them and number one overall pick decided to go a different direction i think part of that too is attracting players around them so they they had put a pretty nice skills you know set of skill guys out there uh and those you know those skill guys don't necessarily love playing in the cold like that the beckham thing blew completely up right but to keep the guys that you want to keep i think they those guys have because they got to recruit these guys in there too right they, they, i mean they'll up and leave uh so i think in order to, to to do that they had to give them some semblance of hope that you know we got a guy coming that can help and obviously the best available from a talent standpoint option was was deshaun watson and Man, did they – I mean, just in the era of overpaying, did they overpay or what? It's no different than like – and I, I went, went to the house, grabbed lunch today, and was turn on the Golf Channel, and Tiger was talking about oh, the yeah. Live Tour and all this stuff, and um, talking about earning – it was so funny to me that he's talking about earning the money before – you know, you got to you know dig it out of the dirt, and and you know how how do you feel just being handed that money? And I'm going, Tiger, if you want me to answer that for you, if they want to hand me 200 million bucks or 10 million bucks to go play on that golf tour, I, I have no reservations about not having dug it out of the dirt. If that's when when you're a professional athlete, that's what you are paid to do, right? Is go, you're paid for your largely for your uh your ability and for your stardom right and that, yeah so I, I don't know it's funny I, I you know it's obviously a big week with the uh, open and everything being at st andrews but and, and i get the i get the whole point of all of it but i do think it's somewhat hypocritical to have a billionaire up there talking about guys yeah. be, being given money can't understand why i mean yeah pretty simple yeah pretty you simple. know and then they go well we, we you know they're not going to get to play in majors and this that and the other well who you know who knows anyway uh sticking on the the nfl topic and you mentioned the uh the best ofs i listened to my interview with evan krasinski and we talked baseball obviously but he's like one of us he, there's a lot of athletes that really aren't like huge sports fans they're just good at what they do and they do that and then you've got some guys that are like us evan krasinski's that way he makes a packers draft board he's like super into it and the day i talked to him was the day after aaron Rodgers had put up a cryptic social media post about he was thanking his teammates and all that stuff and we were like what is this and evan was like could you imagine if you made a tweet you, he was like you like to go up there and you said something and then the next day the next morning you wake up and they're talking about it on espn and it's absolutely nothing it's nothing stop and and he was turned out to be right it's funny how like we make this big deal about aaron Rodgers and all this drama and now we haven't heard anything in four months about it well apparently he did miss he he got a new tattoo uh, that was over the break when you guys. Oh, were okay, out. we and got so, more. Okay, well, they, there's a. If you want to look up his tattoo, it's it was so that was a um, a topic that that got a a lot of um, I say a lot of interest, a fair amount of interest. It's a, it's a kind of an interesting tattoo. It's 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 very nautical, I would say. Maybe uh, anyway, if you want to see. Wow. It, okay. Up. Yeah. So uh, there was some additional Aaron Rodgers buzz. There's constellations. There's an eyeball. There's a, a lion. One seems calm. One is roaring at the other. That is a very intricate tattoo. Yeah. So okay. that that was the latest. Now, what does that mean, Molly? I, I, it means <laughs> it means he spent probably five hundred bucks and three or four hours in a tattoo chair. To me, I don't. You know, I, I I'm sure that he has very significant symbolism there, but uh, I mean, who knows? 
He, he could have been he could have been jacked up on peyote. I mean, who knows? He just he decided to get a tattoo, and there it is. I did not have jacked up on peyote on my Molly Bingo card today. Well, unfortunately, that would have would have got me the win. Uh, he didn't see Kurt Benkert. He uh, let go. He had been there for a long time, taking one snap and taking a knee, I believe. And he like he's the guy that's just kind of trying to hide in the corner. Like, hey, don't if they don't look if I don't look at them, they won't look at me. As long as we don't make eye contact, I'll have a job. And he kind of rode that. You know, as long as he's, he's, got, he's got a good backup plan with the gaming that he does. He's he like a wanna... big time online gamer. And there again, that kind of goes back to the Tiger Woods statement. If he's been frugal at all with his winnings, I mean, with his with his earnings, and he's not a crazy big number, but uh, he's made a nice living. He, you know, he's got a good jump start to 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 his future, no doubt. And quite frankly, somebody may pick him up. He may get a chance to play somewhere else. I mean, I, it's not you know, it's not over. Uh, but you know, the world needs more. Uh, Fitz Magics. So maybe this is uh Kurt Benkirk or Nah, you're they got your guy. You called it from the beginning, Molly. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. He's he I'm telling you that dude's a career backup that'll play for fifteen years. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And mate. There's a quite an echo in here today. <laughs> so full circle. I did it earlier. Yeah. Chandler no, did just, the Chandler. I it's, couldn't let you do it just by yourself. I appreciate today. it, buddy. Thanks, man. Yo, oh, your your headphones are on, right? Like yeah, you can yeah. hear the show as it's going on. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Sure, let's take a break. Can you stick around one more second? Sure. All right, we'll do uh, we'll talk a little college athletics, Molly. One of my favorite topics to get into. Uh, we'll do that and have more with Mike Mullis later on this hour. We'll talk some O's baseball. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. It's all ahead on PRL after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Looking at some tee times for the Open. As a true golf guy, I call it the Open. The British. That, that's you're not a golf guy uh, clearly uh great group for hv3 harold varner the third teeing off at what time eastern did it say 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 a.m on With thursday jordan spieth and john rom uh, so that's a uh headline group there you'll probably see a quite a bit of but Chandler, as we were going on the air, you said Bryson DeChambeau and John Daly. John Daly paired up, and if you're up at 3 a.m., check it out. They'll be playing golf. That's a worthy, that's a great 3 a.m. group to follow right there uh, if you're up at that time. They'll both be like eight over. What do you think about the open, Mully? Who you got? Uh, Who do I got? The winner. Gosh, uh, that's a good one. You know, I, I really have not given it a whole lot of thought. I, the, Would you like to be in a pool? The cool no. The maybe when I get home. The cool story is, uh, Homa uh, sent Tiger Woods a, a tweet or a DM or whatever, 
I don't know, eight, ten years ago, after he won the Pac twelves and whatever, and was asking to play a practice round with Tiger. And you know, Tiger gave him the Heisman, but now they're paired together and Homer came out today and was like, Man, you could call me cheesy, you could call me what, but like I'm getting to play golf with Tiger Woods. I don't really care how any of this works out. That's pretty cool. So I'm gonna go Max Homer. How about that? I'm gonna go Max Homer, just a sleeper pick out of nowhere. I no, I, I man. This format is so much different than just the bomb and gouge golf courses that we see in the U.S. because of it being the link style and it, you know, you got to you got to have a lot of local knowledge. You're going to play the ball down a lot as far as hit lower shots. Uh, so I mean, it's it's kind of a it, it always produces a really weird deal. Like there's always somebody that's in that top five. You're like, man, where you know where did this? And typically it's somebody that's either older. Uh, Tom Watson was there not too long ago. Where these guys kind of uh, kind of they because they understand how to play that type of golf. They always have an opportunity there, so it's. All right, I'm I look go forward Colin to Colin Montgomery. That would be a quite a stretch. Okay, all right, but well, I mean, it, he know, stretches quite but, a few things. But go with it. All right, I'm going with Colin Montgomery. All right, uh, Mully conference expansion. Wow, realignment. All, I, you it, can't even say wow anymore. Look, man, I, I think it's awesome. Why I do think you it's, think it's awesome? crazy? Yeah, it's just crazy. It's 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 like super entertaining do i agree with it all i man, i don't know i mean i really don't know what i agree with and don't agree with. the money in the college in college football or college sports do i agree with it not at my core like i want it to be i want to be a purist and say these are amateur athletes and and then we're going to separate the haves and the have nots isn't that called life yeah like in there's a certain point where it's like you know some folks live on one side of the road tracks and some live on the other i mean it it, it is what it is but i yeah, it's kind of. I mean, we like capitalism, right? Yeah, in, I mean, life. We, yeah, but, but you, you kind of feel like, oh, we leave my sports alone. Like, don't yeah. don't do that to my precious college sports, folks. What we're seeing right now, that's the underbelly that's been going on forever. We're just now getting a, a peek at it. And it, it, what you said just there, my college sports—they're my. We don't really. That's right. My, don't mess we're my all stuff up. selfish. Right. Just like you say, the coaches are selfish and the players are selfish. Everybody's. And the schools are selfish. Everybody <laughs> wants what's best for them. I don't know them. anybody, and, and and maybe there's been somebody I've met in my lifetime, uh, that you could walk up to them and say, here, look, I, I want to give you this million dollars because I appreciate your skill set and I, I think you can be valuable to a lot. And they would go, right, you know what? I'll just continue to make nothing or I'll continue to make my – tuition if it would it's human nature i mean it just is what it is but all of it to me is great conversation it's great to sit around have a couple beers and talk about nil and talk about conference realignment because it is interesting it is great for this business it it is it is the train wreck that won't end i mean it's just like as soon as you think like the most disappointing thing i've I've heard like in a while was they came out what yesterday today and said that the sec made a statement that hey we're going to stick right now at 16 and I'm like, man, come on, let's now let's <laughs> let's shake this thing up. It's already so shaken now. Let's just keep rolling. People that are upset about it too are people that only follow maybe ECU athletics and don't enjoy, I guess, sitting around all day on a Saturday and watching games from noon to two a.m. like I do, because I'm going to still watch whatever game they put on TV, True. regardless of what conference, who's playing, True. whatever. I'm watching it. I'm invested in it. I'm interested in it. But there are there are a faction of people that only care about what their school and 
really what ECU football is doing, not even the school. They don't care about ECU basketball or baseball or no, anything. Hey, look, and folks, like there's a reason that they have really, really um, low-grade football, college football games on Tuesday nights. Somebody will watch them. Yeah. And I'm going to at least flip over, check that out, at least for a minute. <clears throat> I, it doesn't have to be a marquee matchup. Now, having said that, these two super conferences get it going. Man, think about the games that you're going to have on Saturday. It's going to be crazy. I mean, I mean, we've already had that though. It's not nah, not at this level, not at this level. And it's, I mean, it's going LSU Georgia is just as good to me as as Auburn Texas or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that's going to. Oh, I th- I think the difference is all those conference games are going to be like crazy good games. Should be. They'll at least be really good they'll players. Good matchups. Match-ups. Yeah, they'll be really good players on the field that are compensated at a really high level. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it is. It's crazy. It'll be but professional it's, sports. That's it, it, I mean, no question about it. I mean, there's. I mean, did, did, all of a sudden, do we see these these uh, student athletes become employees of the school, as you're referring to, as I'm referring to, football and basketball. Uh, and then the, the other thing that I find interesting is this: is uh, with 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 Title IX being as it is, how did, what's that look like? Like, what's the landscape of how that's being treated uh, as it relates to the, the the cooperatives or whatever their collectives or whatever they're being called spending this NIL money? How, I mean, I, does it have to be disseminated based on the same parameters as Title IX? So, I mean, I just think it's all it's a case study i mean it's it's a, right it, it's, it's and they're all going kind of on the fly here there's not oh, a ton dude, of rules it's it's this is you know this is the COVID 19 of sports hey we're just going to keep lobbing stuff out there and hope something sticks right you need one vaccination no you need two now you need a booster now look i get it it's and the thing is just like COVID 19 it's ever evolving yeah it's ever evolving this thing is totally fluid uh and i still can't wait to see like the Deion sanders of the world i really feel like he's just sitting back going okay we'll let y'all beat each other up and then they're gonna make the most strategic move i don't know what it is they're obviously pushing to go d1 but the opportunities that that presents you get a Deion sanders affiliated with an hbcu that has started to do things like they're doing they get the money right, man. I think it's a game changer. Mully is giddy about this, dude. I, I, I very, just think it's very excited. I think it's just very interesting, and I'm, I'm sure I'll have somebody come up and say, "Oh, yeah, you know, whatever." I heard what you said, and it, listen, I'm not advocating for it, <coughs> but you got to accept it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, here. there's no like going back. Right, right. Do I hate it for East Carolina? Maybe, but does that change the fact of East Carolina football having a legitimate opportunity to compete for the national championship anyway? Right, I'm I'm with you there. Like I've been I've been saying we should have a group of five playoff in the postseason, hundred percent. And people are saying, no. Then you're just admitting you're below. Well, well, we don't have the money to 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 not have to make that admission. And if you go twelve and zero, we'll see what happens. But that's never happened in the history of ECU football. Right. I, I got to thinking about it yesterday. You mentioned like a Southern Miss East Carolina matchup in round in one Greenville. here in Greenville. It'd be I, so cool. Yeah. But, but but that's the thing. Be good at what you are. Are you'd rather play BC on Navy's field for some meaningless game, right? Or or we want to try to fight to play Alabama in a, you know, like we could even ever have the opportunity to be in the playoff. It just doesn't work that way. And the fact of saying let's expand the playoff and every conference gets a team in or what. That man, you're going to have a lot of Mount St. Marys out there if you do that. Well, don't mess with my basketball tournament. Or even Molly's baseball tournament. 
and I don't know. That's going to be the other side of this. How does this affect non-revenue sports? Right. I mean, how? What's the new conference alignment going to do to East Carolina financially? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? You got to feel like it's not a great thing when you lose your marquee programs, right? There's already numbers flying around about what the TV revenue will be. So. I, again, go back to being good at what you're good at. That was a lot of people that enjoyed East Carolina football, baseball, basketball, all sports, long before the arms race began. It was pure. People tailgated, had a good time. It was a reason to get together and cheer for the team. And you know, That's not going to change. No, no, well, no. I don't, who knows? Who, I think the tailgating will exist, I think. Right, right, but right. We're already, but we're already seeing a little bit of a like, well, you know, I can watch it on TV. Well, guess what? If they do waive the TV deal, you're going to have to go to the game. Maybe. Mike P. says there will be two college football super conferences, the ESPN conference and the Fox conference. I've seen that sure. floating out there. But, you know, we sit clipped years ago. Years ago, sit, we had this conversation that the top whatever number of teams would secede from the union. The NCAA would become irrelevant as it relates to governing those folks. They would go do their own thing. And I'm talking <clears throat> football, basketball. They go do their own thing. Everybody else plays college athletics. That That, like you would have had to have your head buried in the sand if you didn't already see it going that way as the SEC continues to stockpile talent as the Big Ten. It, this is the, the difference here is you, you have absolute jet fuel being thrown to this fire, which is called money. That's what's changing the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we shall see how it all ends up. East Carolina is going to play one more year. And now does the... <laughs> I guess you'd rather be in the Big 12 than the AAC, like financially speaking, everything speaking. But that move that Cincinnati, Houston, UCF's making seems a lot less significant now that these two superpowers are breaking off. Because what is the Big 12 going to be? The Big 12 becomes AAC. Are they going to go out west and try to bring in Pac-12 to bolster <laughs> their somebody? Deal? Well, and then you, and but there's still more credibility there. Right, there's still a bigger TV market there. Right, that's is what, that what this is all about. That's what now? it's all about. Making yeah. yourself attractive to 100%. TV networks. Hundred percent. Yeah. So well, I don't think adding UTSA in North Texas is it's really awful good for us. Yeah, it's it's not good at all. I, we'd be so much better off in the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt has actually brought in exactly. not only regional teams but like good programs. Exactly right. And teams that people are like the Sun Belt almost feels like it's like the D League for these big league. Like, hey, we're gonna let's see, let's keep our eye over there on Appalachian State, and see what they do, and let's keep an eye on Coastal Carolina and see what they do. Louisiana. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we need to go to the European soccer style of relegation. I, yeah, which is fascinating. You fight to stay where you are, basically. Right. If you're a smaller team, I man, you. Whew. You let these athletic administrators have to sit in a room with the TV folks trying to figure out how that that deal structure never happened. Oh my God, no! Yeah, no, you're better off to think that that there would be just a uh, a death match. You know, let them, okay, we'll we'll all just you know put your AD in the ring. Maybe that's how this thing shakes out. You put your AD in the ring, and the last ten that are standing, okay, that's one conference. All right, now we're gonna throw the other ads in there. Yeah, I mean it's it, but yeah it. Again, man, it's a little bit disgusting. It feels really, really dirty, but it's awfully interesting. All right, there you go. It's uh, hey, it's like we're gonna be talking about this every time Molly comes back on the show. It sounds like you're describing like guilty pleasure TV shows. Like I watch uh, like Big Brother and um, 
the one on MTV, the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like trashy, but really, really interesting. I mean, and, I, and as this stuff develops, it's like you said, you go to do a bar or whatever, and you can talk about this for hours, hours. with your I, friends. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's just, it's like I said, it's just very. I, it, it, you, if we would have said this was going to happen five years ago at this level with the speed at which it happened, you'd go, come on, man. There's no way we'll have a, a college uh, running back getting $9 million bucks driving a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> well, there's a chapter one. Chapter two, Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC, and USC, UCLA to the Big Ten. Those sound more freaky than the running back getting $9 mil legitimately. Yeah, how about me? I'm going to tell you the Rose Bowl I mean, with the, with the fallout on the for the granddaddy of them all will not feature USC or UCLA. Well, if they win the Big Ten, it could. This year, but they won't. <laughs> no, well, I'm no, saying. I, I got what you're saying. They go back, right. Oregon versus USC in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah, assuming that Oregon is still. See, I think they're going to be the next to move. And, well, Phil Knight's trying to force that through. And if anybody can make it happen. Yeah, Mr. Nike. Molly enjoyed it. Yeah. What movie yeah. would, uh, if you uh, only pick one movie? Yes, watch this. This is. I really think Top Gun Two is terribly overrated. She's not. She, yeah, it. she's she's locked in. <laughs> Do you? Re- Did of, you hear what he said? Of course, you would say that. He said Top Gun Two was overrated. Yeah. Okay, it's good to see y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> run, Molly. Run, run, run. See you, Molly. All right, Mike Mullis uh, I was, joining I us was today. Watching something. Sorry. Were you watching Top Gun Three? No. <laughs> Return of the Goose. No, I was actually watching a little thing called If Southern Grandmas Formed a Union. <laughs> All right. Sounds more interesting than this show. It, well, it was. I, that's why I tune you guys out sometimes. Let's, ah. ta- let's take a break. Sorry. When we return, we'll see if you can lock into O's Baseball, which is the hottest thing going right now. Eight wins in a row for Baltimore. We'll talk about their streak and what's coming up next. we got O's Cubs tonight on Pirate Radio. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joins us after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, let's have a little party. How about the Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast and tickets are on sale coming up on Thursday. It'll kick off on Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, for only 10 bucks, 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to local charities. You can join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st at the State Theater in downtown Greenville featuring 80s music by The Breakfast Club, plus many more special surprises. All you have to do is go to PR927FM.com starting on Thursday at uh, 10 a.m. to get your tickets and make sure you do so before they sell out. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Um, said going into the last break that we talked some O's baseball this segment. Let's uh, let's push that back. We're going to call Mark Brown uh, about an hour from now and talk O's baseball. And we'll go ahead and start our fantasy football talk for this Tuesday with C.W. Sloan, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. C.W., 
you have Lyle Papers. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. How are you? Good. Good. Good to be here. Glad you're here. Chandler, you want to get in on it? Thank you. Good job. Good to see you, CW. <laughs> How's wow. your summer going? Right into it, fantasy. it was going great. <laughs> and then we just pile Ran on. Ran into a buzzsaw in here. <laughs> we pile on by giving you the last pick of the fantasy draft. I've never seen you so angry last night after sports trivia. I, last week. It's not... It's not that I was angry. I'm just fed you, up with the bad luck in this league. I, I feel you like hate this league. I don't I'm, hate this league. I hate the luck that has, well, the lack of luck that has followed me with this league. I, I don't get it. I'm excited. We're talking. Uh, we we had a, we came out with our draft order. We're talking keepers. I submitted my keepers earlier today, which can be changed up until the uh, August uh, first deadline. And incidentally, you said I was twelfth, but remember. Assuming no one vetoes this. Jake, no, you traded. Jake and I switched. So, yeah, I, I love where I'm at now. All right, good. Good to hear. So, it is, uh, it's about that time, folks. Saw some news in the fantasy football world. Matthew Barry leaving ESPN. Yeah, so I, I was going to report it here that I'm officially taking his spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've been holding it for the last couple of months. And, you know, it, congratulations. Just, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So, it, it'll be on my Instagram feed here shortly. But I wanted to share it with you first, Clip. Matthew Barry, um, and I, I've listened to, I haven't listened to their podcast in years, but that was one of the first I ever listened to. I read his weekly stuff, his love, hate, and all that. Yeah. His draft manifesto. Um, but, when I think about his name, unfortunately, I have to think about how he blocked me on Twitter. And it was hmm. not my fault at all. It was a Monday night football game. Right. He is a Washington fan like myself. Right. I made some joke about Robert Griffin III. And Matthew Barry, who doesn't know who I am and shouldn't know who I am, doesn't follow me, made the same joke like two minutes later, almost word for word. So obviously it wasn't it wasn't a great joke if somebody's saying it word for word and then a somebody that does follow me this knucklehead named daniel tweets at matthew barry hey why are you stealing clips jokes and he which is a pot stir and then matthew barry says i don't know who you are or who he is but i know both of you are blocked oh and i've been blocked ever since by matthew barry and i had nothing to do with it at all just a complete complete misunderstanding misunderstanding and sabotage job is daniel your friend anymore yeah i mean we're acquaintances that makes no sense but anyway there's my matthew barry story for the day um cw how many drafts have you completed at so this time? When, when i was last on your show was it two weeks ago i think yeah. um yeah. you had zero zero i'm currently at eight Good <laughs> eight gosh. got eight now these are best ball pretty leagues. sure i'm right yep mm-hmm. what again for people who are tuned in uh what does best ball mean i need to know this is uh, again this, and i've said this on the last the last year or two i think uh, on the show is it has become one of the most popular ways to play fantasy um the season longer is still there but what best ball is is simply drafting 18 or 20 depending on the format uh, of your of wherever you're drafting 18 or 20 players 
Typically, they leave out the kicker and the defense. So you're stuck with the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. The starting positions are essentially the same. You're starting quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end. The difference is, and this is what's so wonderful about this particular way of playing fantasy, is once you've drafted your 18 to 20 players, you do not have to set your lineup every week. There are no waivers. There are no trades. If you have a bunch of injuries, well, then you may get screwed. Having said that, the great thing about it is you may have a guy who's not technically in your starting lineup, but he gets you 25 fantasy points. Well, you're still going to collect those points because you never had to actually officially put a starting lineup. There is no starting lineup. The best players at each position, correct? your top quarterback that Sunday, your top two running backs, your top whatever receivers get points. Right. So it's taking the best of your team every week. So, you know, you have to decide how you what, what is what is the one thing you love about fantasy football more than anything else? A lot of people drafting. will argue the draft. Yes. Well, you're still drafting. In fact, it's just as long if not longer than than some of your season long drafts. The one thing that that people gravitate towards this way more than others like myself because I'm so busy, I've got three kids and, and usually I've been coaching in the past is I would rather spend this time doing the research and and getting the draft and then I'm finished. Yeah. All I have to do is sit back and enjoy the rest of the NFL season and then for someone like myself, you combine that with just focusing every week on DFS. And that way you're not really focused solely on making trades and what are the other guys doing in this draft in this league. And so the coupling of the DFS and the and the best ball have been what I've really started to do more and I enjoy it. My favorite part of fantasy football is the draft. Also, I like rewarding people who have good drafts and yeah. not that you can't like there's still injuries, there's still luck involved in this, but you take away the luck of somebody getting a high waiver priority or a high waiver right. and picking up some random running back and winning. You're rewarding the team that drafted the best. Right. And I, I do like that aspect and, of it. And then you Having also said that, get, I've never played in one of these leagues. You get rid of the bad luck, too, of not of having all these players who do really well that you do not put in the starting lineup and Correct. having to worry about that. So, and, and also the difference when you're talking about both of these ways of playing fantasy football is there are certain players that you will ultimately draft higher because it's a best ball. Uh, you know, guys that you know are going to pop maybe four or five weeks of the year, but you also know they're probably not going to do it as consistently as you would like in a season long. Historically, you'd rather have Deshaun Jackson in a best ball than a week-to-week, right? Yeah, and he and he's one that I'll give you the, the, the probably the most popular player in terms of the shift of, of where you're drafting him in season long versus, uh, versus best ball. Mike Williams for the Chargers. If you look at his season last year, get this, in the first five weeks, if you were to stop at the season after week five, he was the number one wide receiver in football. And that includes Cooper Cup. And you see how historic uh, Cooper Cup had a year last year. But going into week six, Mike Williams actually had more fantasy points than Cooper Cup. And so what happened as the year progressed, he really tallied off and he had some really, really poor weeks. But having but you know if you were to have him on your team and you know he was obviously not probably going to be your number one or number two receiver that you selected in the draft unless it's a you know 14 team league 
you really got a lot of of a benefit from having him later in the rounds. So he he is someone right now who is being drafted. Uh, I'd say at least a round round and a half more in best ball than he is in the standard uh, leagues that we're drafting in regular season long. I'll tell you a guy I had last year that I wish I would rather have had in best ball, DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's another one. I really wish I didn't have him at all for a lot of weeks, but he did have some... uh, He had like a few multiple touchdown Mm -hmm. games, 100-yard games, and then he'd have some where he had two for 13 and did nothing. It seems like the receivers do have these uh, abilities to make these really large games that you you really want to research and benefit and say, okay, I'm not going to draft him as my one through four, but I'm looking at him in the 12th and 13th round, you know, somebody that I'm probably going to use two weeks out of the season, but those two weeks are going to be huge. So it is something to, you know, to study when you're when you're looking at that kind of draft. What player do you have most rostered after your eight drafts? It's a great question. Um, I was actually looking at that. So here here's the the difference though in what you are saying, what and, and what we need to talk about too. Most of these places that you're drafting, like Underdog and DraftKings right now, these are the two most popular. Uh, FanDuel is using it, but I think more people are drafting off DraftKings, and and Underdog is number one. You don't have just the standard 10 and 12 team leagues. You can have a three team or a six team. I've been probably doing as many as those as I have the 10 and the 12. And you know what is the, the upside of that? Well, you're not really going too deep into the pot of players you're not having you know pretty much every player that's on your roster you know and know very well uh the also upside of that is you are going to get a ton of good players but so will the other two if you're doing a three-man uh, league or a six-man which is what my draft is actually currently on right now i've got the 48th and 49th pick um and i'm waiting um the other good thing about these two sites in this particular uh setup is that you also have a slow draft and you and i we're we're in the in the middle of doing that now the last couple of years in our season long but they do these eight hour picks where you don't have to pick with an eight hour window uh, the only thing you just got to be careful of is doing it in the middle of the night so you got to wake up in case it gets picked for you but it allows you to be able to spend some time with your family or go to your job and do your work and then I'll, let me let me pick somebody here and then you move on it does take a couple of days or even a week to get a draft over but that's what busy people do. It's, it's really all these ways of implementing the best ball season has just become better and better, and that's why I love doing it. All right. You didn't answer my question. The question was, who do I have more <laughs> Name a player. than anybody else? I don't yeah. even think I named a player in that entire You did instance. not. No, you did not. totally disregarded, and you say good question. Yeah. <laughs> But it allowed me to follow up on that. That's what you know. That's what I, I, I like to fill in the holes. Do you get but, sidetracked in the classroom? You didn't answer the question, but your response was great. That was a great I, response. Okay, um, I, I definitely know the the quarterback that I'm drafting the most right now is Justin Herbert. Okay, um, which he's going what second or third amongst quarterbacks? He's he's all he's pretty much always in the top four. And again, you and I've had the discussion before about you know waiting on quarterbacks, but in these three and, and six ball, oh well, three and six, and three and obviously. six, yeah, you can kind of mess around with the order in which you're doing things. But he he seems to be the most popular, and I think maybe in the back of my head, knowing that I have Herbert as a keeper in our league, has also allowed me to think about well, I really just pu- pushing the chips and him all in yeah, yeah. with him this year. Um, I'd say the running back that I'm. I've been getting a lot of, and it's because he keeps falling to me. And I don't. It's James Conner. Yeah. He, his draft ADP right now is in the 30s, 
and I've been picking him uh, at least, I don't know, five or six, maybe even ten picks after where his ADP has gone. People have really soured on him. I, and it's interesting because, yeah, he had 19 touchdowns last year. That's that's not, you know, he's that's going to regress 100%. But I still feel like with, that, with the fact that they – uh, did not re-sign uh, a couple of the players there, and uh, and he's got the job. He's got the position. The guy behind him is a rookie. He's going to get the the carries. And I don't see Arizona's def- uh, offense, you know, sta- uh, staggering off and, and becoming worse. So I don't think Arizona's going to be a better team. I think they're going to be worse, which makes it better for fantasy. Uh, Shirley, take us to break. We'll come back. We'll uh, look at the teams in the NFC East, NFC South. Talk about the fantasy relevant guys there. Also. Um, personal question yeah since you mentioned james connor would you rather have james connor keep him for a ninth rounder or jalen waddle for a tenth rounder hmm i'll let you think about it good question all right we'll uh, be back with more on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, right across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, talking some fantasy football here for the next 30 minutes or so in the Pirate Radio studios. C.W. Sloan here joining us, uh, Chan Man. C.J., you're welcome to chime in if you have any fantasy thoughts. And uh, I asked you a question about Shirley's uh, Dolphins, a player on her team a moment ago. Jalen Waddell or James Conner, who would you keep? Conner, I'd be giving up a ninth rounder. Waddle, a tenth rounder. And you said... and. The other player I'm keeping is Terry McLaurin, fifth round. So, yeah. I, <clears throat> and you said the correct thing, which it would be smarter to just let my beloved Terry McLaurin go back into the draft and keep Connor and Waddle. And you're that, right. That's the smartest. But, yeah. you know, fantasy is also about enjoying your team. And if you want some of those washington players on your team then you know that that's totally up to you you're the gm but i think you've talked some sense into me okay and i can just watch terry mclaurin on sundays as a football fan a washington fan mm-hmm. and separate that from the fantasy and league. if you change your mind and you keep mclaurin uh if you go back to your original question i, I probably would keep connor just because you already have mclaurin there but um but you're all you're actually getting the best value of all three players with waddle all right, uh, I I agree, and that's why I'm glad to have you as a, a reference here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, <laughs> what does that say? What does that say? Kyle sir? says on Facebook, "Dude, if you cough online, excuse me, would be professional." 
He turned away. He who turned, did, you, who you, did you, that? You turned completely away when you called. Did you, I call? Yeah, but you. I didn't even know I called. I you were no. You. I think it was you, but you. You. It wasn't even near the microphone. <laughs> Kyle. It was no worse than my paper issue. Kyle, you're banned from the show. Log off. You can't. You're not allowed to watch anymore on Facebook. All right. So NFC South. Let's start with Chandler's Panthers. Yep. Um, and we're not going to talk about McCaffrey because we did for a long time last time. You know Christian McCaffrey, pick him wherever you first rounder. To. You're gambling, but yeah. <laughs> CW says stay away. Uh, whatever. I, yeah, I think it'll be fine, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, DJ Moore, did his value go up in the last week with the trade that the Panthers made? A tick, but not not. You're not talking about a different round of of where he's going. But it, you know, is he going to rise? Maybe one or two spots in the wide receiver group maybe um but as far as do you like him any more now chandler as a a player that you have baker mayfield i mean three straight 1000 yard receiving uh years uh under the quarterbacks that he had with teddy bridgewater and a sam darnold he is sneakily and i know this because of doing trivia cw and and putting out questions i see stats every week uh he has been one of the most consistent receivers in football he's up there with the biggest names like on the top five list the last three years right and then the consistency goes with two different statistics receptions and yards the problem is and what's been his uh bugaboo as far as why he's not in that elite group at least in the fantasy world is because of the touchdowns and what i've said before is you know i i don't really see matt rule completely changing the philosophy of the offense you know, minus the fact that they've got a, a quarterback now that's obviously going to pass a lot more than than what Cam did, but I, I don't see him just all of a sudden, you know, turning into uh, uh, Michael Thomas. You know, back when you know, he was in, in his most valuable player kind of year, I, he's not going to get 14, 16 touchdowns. So, do I think he's going to get 11, 1,200 yards? Hundred percent. If he stays healthy, yes. Do I think he's going to get somewhere between 85 and 100 catches? Absolutely. But when you say four touchdowns, that's why he's dropping to that next tier. His ADP stands right now around forty-two. I, I'm fine with that. That's that's you know you're talking about probably your f- third or fourth player on a roster. So I'm yeah, that's about where he should be going. Uh, are any other Panthers? I guess Robbie Anderson. What do you do with Robbie Anderson? Do you add you're not him? drafting him unless you're in a twelve team. So if you're going ten team. Um, more than likely you will not have him he'll he'll be a free agent and i really don't see any other panthers uh other than those two that's it for the nfc south any as a panthers fan do we miss anybody Chandler? well rashard higgins who was a big uh key target in cleveland with baker mayfield kind of one of i don't know i'm like you i don't think there's anybody other Mm -mm. than those two guys that we mentioned but a rashard higgins uh, what can that reunion be like so i don't know all right so panthers are fairly simple there Yep, two players. That's it. <laughs> okay. How about your Buccaneers? Um, remind me of the backfield. Do they have a running back worth taking? Uh, yeah, of course. Leonard Fournette. He's going to be uh, yeah, yeah. highly drafted, in fact. Um, this is going to be his third year. They still have Bernard. Uh, he's, well, they, it was a one year deal, so I don't think they'll re up on him. Yeah. Um, and they drafted a rookie, uh, so Rashad White, and he's going to command a good number. Ronald Jones is now in Kansas City. So the fact that you have Leonard Fournette where this is going to be his his third year with Tom Brady, third year in this offense, he's still way under 30. 
Uh, he's still in the prime of of his uh, physical career in terms of you know where he where he stands, you know as the running back, and he's already shown that he can carry the load for for Tampa Bay. Now that you don't have Ronald Jones get, taking the carries away from him, I, I think his carries will go up, but not not to the point where it's it's crazy. Uh, but he's going to be highly. T- you're 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 going to have to burn a late second uh, to get Leonard Fournette. So yeah, he's. If you miss out on one of the big ones or go receiver tight end, like we were talking about last time you mm-hmm. were on when you uh, said you like if you went Cup Kelsey or something, Mark Andrews, right? Picks, mm-hmm. Andrews, then Fournette could be. Yeah, end and, up being your number and one. if you end up with like a cup or Jefferson, and yeah, you end up coupling him up with that. That's yeah, that's a great start. But yeah, uh, Evans or Godwin, who do you like? Who's the high Evans one? is going to be another one that's going to be a second round pick. You're you're going to have to. I mean, those are two Tampa Bay guys that you're going to have to pick up early. Uh, once again, you you talk, you're going back to DJ Moore and the consistency. There is no receiver in the NFL playing right now since Antonio Brown is out that has been more consistent in the last six years than Mike Evans. I mean. You talk eight years. You talk about a thousand yards every single year, double digit touchdowns three quarters of the time that he's been in Tampa Bay, and you know he. Uh, we are hearing, you know, going back from from uh, Rick Stroud in Tampa that they're hoping for Godwin to be there for Week One. That's that's what the new information that's come out. They haven't said he's going to be ready for Week One, but the fact that they're saying that he's hoping, I I'm actually amazed. I went back and looked. Cooper Cup missed uh after week 10 he he tore his acl he came back and he was from week one he, he was playing week one after missing uh week 11 through 16 and godwin got hurt week 15 so you're really talking about five more weeks so i was really thinking we wouldn't see him until october that was really about the time frame that i was thinking godwin would play but it sounds like they're really trying to get him back that he's doing really well in rehab so, uh, All right. Well, let's move on to yep. another guy who I still could keep and I'm considering keeping. But Russell Gage is a buck. Yep. And because of the Godwin stuff, his numbers go up. But because Brady likes to involve everybody. Right. So what do you think about Russell Gage? I think it's a great pick. Uh, and it depends on where, you know, again, all depends on the cost. Uh, in our league, you have him, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. So you're going to basically get him for peanuts. And I think he's going just around behind Godwin. Now, when when you when you see that, you're basically saying Godwin's going to come back and command the number two at some point. The question's going to be when does he return and how much does that affect Gage? I mean, Tom Brady can feed enough of these three wide receivers. There's no doubt you've seen it happen between Antonio Brown, Godwin, and Evans. So there's no doubt that that can happen. Uh, Yeah, I, I like Russell Gage as a as a. Late later pick, he's actually going higher than what I thought he would end up going. But that's again because you don't hear a lot from people saying that Godwin is going to come back on time. All right, uh, how about a tight end, Cameron Brait? No tight ends for Tampa unless you want to wait for your last pick and go ahead and draft Gronk because I he's coming back. He's coming <laughs> By back. By the way, I he mean, reiterated that he's he coming was back. retired. Yeah, he's but coming I back. I can see him coming back. And and if you want, if if you feel really good about your team. And you, the one place you have a hole, and you're saying, you know what, I'm just going to gamble. And people do this all the time. They'll they'll draft free agents that aren't on teams in hopes that that happens. You know, it, it, it happens in every season long. And, and he's a perfect example of somebody 
where you wait to the last or second to last round. You don't worry about the kicker, and you get somebody like that and stash him in hopes that he comes back. All right, there are the Bucks. Let's go uh, Falcons. What a mess of a team here. But speaking of tight ends, where is uh, Kyle Pitts being selected? He's He has been solidified as the number three tight end right now, and I, I don't buy it. Uh, I'm not going to draft him. He's he's not going to be on many of my teams based on where they're you're picking him. You're picking him as your third or fourth player, and I just don't see that progression this year. You know, maybe next year. I, I I'm not 100 percent sold. Mariota is the the right pick for this team. I, you know, I don't know what what that's going to command. So, you know, he's the one that's going to be responsible for getting the ball to him. So I, I'm I'm not really high on that. But if you want to draft Kyle Pitts, you're going to have to draft him somewhere in that third round. In a 10-team league, how many Falcons receivers are you drafting? Uh, probably one or two. Okay, so Drake London. Drake London's the yeah. rookie. Brian Edwards. I didn't know they had Brian Edwards from the Raiders. And, 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 and he, he was the starter for uh, Las Vegas, and they talked about how well he was, you know, big, tall receiver. He's going to go down, good down the field. And I think he had what two or three touchdowns, I think, in in, in this last season. So Drake Vegas. London, just to see if it hits, maybe. And he's going to command the majority of the targets after Pitts. I mean, he's going to be the second most targeted player. And then if you you know if you're talking about any other player drafted by Atlanta, you're talking about Cordell Patterson. Right. But he's on the other side of thirty. He had a very weird year last year of how many weird. I mean unusual games where you know he would completely blow up early in the season and then he kind of tapered off so uh, you're not really drafting a whole lot of atlanta falcons in 2022 in my opinion all right uh let's go saints i have a keeper from last year that i drafted late and he never played and i'm gonna see what he does this year michael thomas yeah. have we forgotten about him i mean what what is he without drew Brees in this offense I don't know. That's a great question, and especially not having played in a year. So you've got two strikes against him at that point. Uh, having said all that, we've seen wow. how talented he could be. They have a sneaky, interesting receiving core here that I was unaware of. Chris Olave. And then you also have the former LSU back home. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. So interesting weapons for James Winston here. So out of those receivers, are you still drafting Thomas first? I, I think it goes in that order, right? The the right now the ADP for these stands is it's Thomas, then Olave, and then um, uh, who am I missing now? Off and, and then Landry, right? Yeah. Pretty much in the same round uh, as Olave. Michael Thomas and Kamara are going to be players that I'm going to target for this reason. They can make you win your league for sure. Where is Kamara on your big board? Kamara right now is going in the third round, but. If you're here, yeah, but if if you're here, it's because of, I don't know if you recall back, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was during the national championship game in January, perhaps. Oh, he got in trouble. Where he got into a fight. It's it's on camera, but they're talking about delaying that entire process to 2023. The court date and all of this stuff is getting pushed and pushed and pushed to where he's basically not going to have any kind of games missed in 2022 if you're reading the tea leaves because a lot of judges and attorneys are in big stakes fantasy leagues and they want to make get all this and i know of one yes that i'm gonna also (laughs) talk to about that but but no so if if this happens and you end up getting kamara as your third pick in the third round jeez louise and you end up let's say you get dalvin cook in the first and uh, you know you get another top flight, Mike Evans in the second, and then Kamara in the third. Look, look at how that drafts you know is setting up for you, yeah, especially I if he doesn't. About that. Yeah. So, but but right now his current ADP is much later than what 
you know, if he does not miss any games, I don't see why he can't go back to, you know, 12, 1300 yards and, and double digit touchdowns. All right. Well, there's a lot of Saints there. Anybody else tight in? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill and Troutman. I'm not Mark, to the Mark Ingram. I'm he free agent. I mean, just wait, wait until Kamara gets hurt. Okay. Pick him up, you know, stash him later. But no, you don't need to draft him. Um, if you take Kamara in the third, do you draft Ingram? If you take Kamara in the third, no. no. Okay, just don't worry. Um, about in it. fact, uh, the uh, the I believe his last name is Davis. Uh, is the is the guy that they replaced him with last year even though they had ingram and showed some signs of of their running backs i'm seeing are Dwayne washington tony jones jr tony jones that's it okay tony, I, I said davis i was thinking mike davis who is now out of atlanta but um but yeah tony jones jr i think would end up getting the starting role along with ingram you're not going to see ingram get enough touches he's okay. just way too old at this point and you know does he fall into the end zone every now and then yeah all right quarterbacks do we talk about any quarterbacks other than... All right, well, let's yeah, do it real quick. Brady and Winston. That's it. Well, I didn't yeah, need to t- talk Yeah, about okay. It. Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to hit that position. Where do you like Winston? Winston is definitely somebody that I would target as a backup, or if you decided to push, 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 and leave the quarterback position alone right, yeah. and load up. Which I tend to do quite a bit. Yeah, but you look at, you just said it. I look at the weapons. What if Thomas and Kamara are healthy? Yeah. You're basically you know pushing all your chips into you know that happening with New Orleans. But True. Uh, Brady, I think right now, is looking somewhere in the neighborhood of the fifth, sixth round, fourth, fifth, or sixth quarterback, and I understand that. What a weird team the Saints are. Take us the break, Shirley, because like, you could... You could say they have a super high ceiling and a super yeah. low floor, yeah. depending on Thomas and Camara. Right. Interesting. And, and Winston, yeah. All right, we'll talk. Uh, we ran through that quickly. Can we do that again for the East? You Got think? it. Yeah, let's All do right, it. let's do that when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you talking fantasy football, looking through divisions. We talked NFC South. Let's quickly dive into the NFC East, the NFC Beast, or least, depending on uh, your preference. All right, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Zeke. Where is he ranking amongst running backs? His ADP right now is 42. So you're looking at a fourth rounder for him. And, you know, you go back, I'll I'll combine both of these players when I went back and thought about last year's drafts compared to this year. The two players that have dropped further than any players that I can recall in the last 12 months from an early first rounder to now are Zeke and Antonio Gibson because they were both late first rounders or mid first rounders last year. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting them both in the fourth round. Yeah. Uh what about Tony Pollard? Is he being drafted? Seventh round. Yeah, that's interesting, right? That he He's is. probably a better value than Zeke is, but you know, I I don't know what to do with Zeke though, because you could see a world where he does 
go back to his you know 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns but that he could also really just flame out at this point and you know that position is just so difficult sometimes when you get to the age that that zeke is now and the contract and everything else yeah i could see tony pollard being almost overdrafted but it could work out because what do you do with him are you drafting him as a starter every week for your team well he's another great best ball player but i don't know that i would yeah, take him right. in, a, in, a, in a standard league exactly unless you had zeke and you're just hoping that one of them gets hurt all right where is uh dak if you're in a 10 team league like are you he's you're drafting dak his his adp 76 oh yeah he's his adp 76 he's in the top 10 for sure at, yeah. at, at, you know you're probably looking at the seventh or eighth quarterback at this point uh, I, I do think because they lost Cooper to a free agency and Gallup is not going to come back and play you know, at week one, that that's probably hurting his stock a little bit. Uh, and, and with Zeke being healthy and Tony Pollard coming onto the scene, I think they are going to try to run the ball a little more. Uh, but I still think Dak is a serviceable quarterback who will be you know, a starter for sure. All right. Last year, uh, my breakout guy was C.D. Lamb. And it was... He was okay. He didn't do as much as I thought he would. No, and and he had again one of those seasons where you know you look at the the stats and one week he would have twenty eight fantasy points yeah. and the next week six. Yeah, much like Mike Williams, and he came onto the scene early on too, just like Mike Williams did, and then kind of faltered. But his ADP is actually a little bit more promising. At I mean, you're basically taking him in the second or early third. You might you might sneak him in the third, but you're really seeing him closer to the end of the second round, and he's coming off the board right after your Tyree kills. So, uh, Interesting. so you're gonna have to pay a little. You gotta pay. Yeah, yeah. you got to pay for him. Uh, do you lie? I didn't know that the Cowboys got James Washington from Pittsburgh. Michael Gallup, of course, there as well. You're drafting those guys. You're drafting Gallup, Gallup late, but again, he's kind of in that same uh, discussion as as Godwin because of the injury he sustained and the fact that he you you're pretty much assuming he's not going to begin the season uh and, and the, you know the pup now is not a six week uh uh problem it's it's really more like a four week i think right now they change it to four weeks so you could see both of those two receivers on the pup and and um and miss the first four weeks of the season so you just kind of have to watch out how Gallup's doing but i i think that's why he's falling you could draft him but late how about schultz the tight end schultz is a top six tight end right now interesting and you're probably looking at him somewhere in the seventh round as well almost in the sixth round actually somewhere closer to where Dak is actually being drafted obviously different position all right uh commanders Mm -hmm. first player off the board will be gibson for washington gibson yep uh his adp right now is in the 60s so i said he has a had a huge drop from last last season well, last year this time they were talking about how they were going to use him like christian mccaffrey and everybody was freaking out and right. gotta have him and yeah. i was one of them i drafted him in one of my season longs and he yeah. did not do very well he no. was my first pick in the second round and flamed out kind of a bummer um how about and obviously mclaurin mclaurin is probably going to be your best washington bet at any position of cashing in you know in terms of where his adp is for sure what about logan thomas i Injury prone. I've got to see it after he's been injured. I, yeah. I, you know, and I don't know what kind of rapport he and uh, Wentz will have. That's kind of a big deal when it comes to that tight end position. I think. I, I'm going to draft him this year. I think he's. Uh, you're right. It's about injuries. But when he's like two years ago, he was great. Yeah, right. Are you drafting any other commanders? No. Damn. No. If you're in a deep twelve team and you, it's a full point PPR. You can't even pull the trigger on McKissick. I mean, just because you don't know when, what games he's going to be used. 
And there again, if you if you hate this kind of confusion, that's where best ball comes into play, where you draft a guy like McKissick late, one game, the two games that you know he does well and Gibson doesn't, then you cash in on that. And uh, somebody, people out there will pull the trigger on Dotson just because he's a rookie. Yeah, J- yeah, Dotson will be drafted. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, Eagles, man, a lot of intrigue here. Let's start with good players. Yeah. Let's start with uh, the quarterback. Jalen Hurts, is he in a 10-team league? Is he a starter? This is a good question because I've gone back and forth where he and Brady are neck-to-neck in the ADP. And if I were left with that position and I'm like, ah, my team looks really good, I really want to get one of these guys, which one I would take? As crazy as it sounds, the the ceiling actually goes to Hurts. Sure. That's because of crazy. his running. Right. Yeah. But I would take Brady probably. But yeah, I mean, of course, I've got a little bit of interest in Tampa, too, so I'm, I'm probably going to take Brady as well. But it, Hertz is making me really think about it. I mean, so he's somewhere in that fifth round. A.J. Brown, uh, I think, is going to probably be a third rounder for pretty much every draft. You're basically taking him as your third player. I think his ADP stands right now at 30. He was he's disappointing right for me last year. Was that mm-hmm. an injury or... No, he was healthy a lot of he, games. No, he was he he was one of those players too. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where like a Darren Waller, where he would play the game. He was active. He play and then get hurt during the game, and then yeah. he wouldn't do anything for you. But he had some monster games. Yeah, and he has the potential to have monster games in Philadelphia. So no, he's he's somebody I'm keeping an eye on. For While sure. we're talking receivers, uh, Devonte Smith. Where is he? Draftable, but late. You're probably drafting him as your uh, first bench receiver. Okay. But not not your starting wide receiver. For Dallas sure. Goddard at tight end. Is he a yeah. top? He's top 10. Okay. In tight ends. Excuse me. Top 10 tight ends for sure. And a guy I've never had on any of my teams, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, I had him in our league and flamed out for me. I, I'm not going to draft him just because he's just he's too difficult to gauge with the injury, uh, him being injury prone. Um, but he is also one of those players who I keep thinking back at that game he played against Pittsburgh where he had a 90-yard touchdown and had a, like two, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns, and then I didn't see it again. So he's somebody that I'm probably avoiding. Yeah, all right. I'm with you there. He, I think his ADP is in the 70s, so you're probably getting him You're getting him as your, your, your flex player or your first running back off the bench, but I still don't think I'm going to touch him. All right. Uh, any other Eagles? That's it? That's it. All right. Speaking of guys that oh, were Kenneth good. Gainwell, keep an eye on him. He is somebody again. If you're going back to the Miles Sanders issue, looked really good when he got the starting role. Had some really good games, and you're going to get him late. But I would certainly invest in him as a late round pick, especially if you're talking about a keeper league. Gainwell is somebody I would probably invest a late late round pick in. I think he can be drafted though. All right, uh, fun Madden team. If you can get a new quarterback. The Giants, the idea of the Giants looks great on paper or on a video game. Right. The idea of Galladay, Tony Shepard, Saquon Barkley, oh, man, that's great. But the actual real-life version of them playing on the football field stinks. Kenny Galladay was awful last year. No touchdowns. Did nothing. Not one touchdown. Kadarius Tony might have did something week one and then nothing. It was week three. He had 190 yards and I think a couple of touchdowns is against Dallas. And you're talking about a Dallas Cowboy. Now, granted, Dallas had a lot of injuries. I'm not sure if Trey Diggs played that game, but if he did, you're talking about a Pro Bowl corner that he torched for 190 yards and two touchdowns. 
but he's gotten into some, you know, this coaching issues, and then there's a lot of stuff lot, there. Yeah. yeah, but if you took the, if you took with the Giants, you know, the Daniel Daniel Jones ceiling and the Saquon Barkley ceiling and the Kadarius Tony ceiling, and you look at that, and you're like, man, this team could, you know, average forty points a game. And the guy I would want the most, and I don't know but even don't, what the numbers say, yeah. is Sterling Shepard out of that group. And I he's think. not going to start. Uh, he's hurt. He's not going to start week one. So uh, you're you're probably looking at for the most part Tony and and. Um, where would you draft Galladay though? Like he has fallen so far. I'm not drafting Galladay. Tony, I'm drafting because I see the upside in, in Kadarius Tony, and I see the potential that he could have. I'm definitely drafting him in best ball for sure. Yeah. But he's somebody that could also take a late round. The question's going to be: Do you want, much like the Kamara situation, to put all your chips into the middle of the table on somebody like a Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Where you're going to end up, you know, draft him in the third round. You do know, you know what he can do, what, he, what the potential is, but you also realize the downside of him. I'm such a sucker. If I see him way down there, I'm definitely taking. You're gonna take him, yeah, absolutely. What if you have both of them together and you, you're it, your pick, Kamara uh, Barkley? Based on what we know right now, where we don't know that the court situation is completely fixed. By the way, we we're getting the the information out that there's a good chance. What do you think the worst case scenario is if they find him? like guilty and suspend them and all that like six eight games or a a season the problem is it's on video and if you go back to i know and i know this is a not the greatest comparison but you think back of what happened to ray rice because it's on video well yeah it's just hard to turn the other way with the nfl when you you know, you're not talking about hearsay. Sure, they, if they can sweep just, things under the rug, they'll yeah, do it. Yeah, but you can't do it. With you can't do it tape. with a video, and you also see that he was the aggressor. To answer your question, Alvin Kamara. Okay, I'm taking him. Okay, I, I think even if he, if, so if if things were to kind of speed up in the in the court process, you're probably looking at half the season. Yeah, I, I just don't see how that yeah, you know yeah. you can't do that. Well. But but I don't know that that's going to happen. But what I'm hearing now is that it's not happening that way. So you may get a whole. 2022 out of him and, and, and get lucky with that pick. Barkley right. just gets hurt too much. Alright, uh, that is it? I think so. Uh, All I, right. I wouldn't worry about any tight ends ba- based on the ones you said You know, for, for the Giants, so they're not they're not involved in this. Yeah, yeah. Eagles yeah. fan Mark says if you take two Eagles on your fantasy team, uh, if you have them on the roster, you will win your league this year. He is speaking as an Eagles fan. So... Well, they won the division last year, right? I'll take their oh, no, they were second in the division last year, and they, they, they have wanted, a, they're second. They, they made a wild card, so they have a chance to catch Dallas. They did. So do we. Okay. So do we. Okay. CW, thanks for hanging out. I enjoyed it. We'll talk more fantasy with you next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Chandler, did you learn anything? Yeah. I, What's the I, ma- I, one I, thing I, you learned today? I love that. Then we do this in, in my in my classroom. You know, we, you have to go around the room. What did you learn today? Let's do it for everyone. CJ's got. A, I know he wants to. Go All right, let's start with it. Go ahead. Um, I learned that James Washington was on the Cowboys. I learned that wasn't that even you from should not. Me. He learned that. it. All. I learned that you should not go with feelings of uh, your own team. Keep your feelings out of it. Uh, CJ, did you learn anything today? I just learned James Washington's on the Cowboys. <laughs> That was we, breaking news to us. CW. I know we left. I didn't know where he went. And without you here, we never would have known that. You you typed that up. You did. <laughs> what did see, I learn see, from I'm you? I'm a part of yeah, fantasy. Yeah, it needs to be for me. I, I learned that Alvin Kamara, why he's being drafted so late. There you go. There, that's what I want to hear. I'm a part of fantasy. 
and I, I'm not a big fan of it for some reason, but I love listening to people talk about it and trying to learn about it. Yeah, that's fun. Trying to get some ideas, and, and CW is a great guy to have on the show. It's fantasy that. season. All right, we'll talk Thanks. to you next week. Thank you, man. Take a time out. Come back. When we return, we'll talk O's baseball. Mark Brown, canmachat.com, joins us after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 57,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line right now and talk some Baltimore Orioles baseball. Been looking forward to this chat for a while while we were off last week because the O's have been playing great. And Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, is fired up about it. Mark, uh, how you doing, man? Clip the Orioles are riding high right now. It's really amazing. Uh, in, in no universe would I have imagined we'd be sitting here heading towards the middle of July. The Orioles are a mere one game under five hundred, which compared to how they have been in previous seasons is frankly amazing. Uh, they're only two games out of the wild card spot in the newly expanded playoffs. Uh, just, just to give you one more, one, more, one more thing here. So right now the Orioles are 43 and 44. So last season, in the 2020, uh, 2021 season, the Orioles had a record of 43 and 93. Oh, my. Now they're 43 and 44. So it sure feels like uh, a substantial improvement. Eight-game winning streak right now. That's the first time they've had an eight-game winning streak going all the way back to the 2005 season. Uh, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, I don't know how long that's going to last, but it's got everybody, you know, asking themselves questions like, okay, you know, is this like the start of kind of the rebuild moving into just being good? Now you got looking ahead to the trade deadline uh, in several weeks. It's like, okay, you know, should they rethink their strategy? Should they maybe not trade guys away? Maybe even trade for somebody? Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff. I would have never imagined, you know, if you, uh, you know, when we, whenever we spoke last time before the season started, would have never imagined we'd be thinking things like this on here on July the 12th. It's, uh, it's really remarkable. I don't know what it means for the future near or distant, but, um, it's fun for right now. Yeah. And, uh, I I tweeted out, uh, last week that I was happy for my, my O's buddies. I got a bunch of them out there and, uh, it's great that they have uh, something to rally around this summer and hopefully seeing uh, signs of uh, what could be uh, for years to come, as you said. And this good baseball, your your baseball life has coincided to into your real life, your personal life, because uh, this is the first chat we've had you uh, with you, Mark, since you've been married. So since you uh, have tied the knot, the O's are perfect, right? That's right. So, so just, yeah, a little personal note. So July the 1st and the 2nd, they blew both those games, walk-off losses on the road. 
Later in the evening on July the 2nd, after the Orioles had lost, I got married. <laughs> and they've won eight games uh, since then. So, uh, you know, I got, I got people on Cam and Chatter like, oh, go, stay away, man. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the honeymoon was planned for what it was. And, uh, you know, the, the Orioles are going to have to win on their own now and not, uh, not coast off my positive karma. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us. And, Mark, uh, another great thing about this, uh, you've been winning at home, and uh, those crowds were great, especially over the weekend against the Angels. Saw a bunch of highlights, uh, especially uh, I think it was Friday night, maybe Saturday night. I don't know. All the wins are running together now. Those come-from-behind wins. Uh, but looks like there's been some uh, some energetic crowds out there at Camden Yards, and, and that's great to see, too. I mean, I can get behind anything, any game that – has a uh, a rowdy environment, a fun environment, and it looked like O's fans were uh, were showing out, well, especially Floppy Hat Night, uh, right, Mark? Yeah, you got that exactly right, Cliff. Uh, floppy Hat Night and Hawaiian Shirt Giveaway Night are the <laughs> the two most popular giveaways for the last several seasons. Now, by by complete stroke of luck, that was this Friday and Saturday were those two giveaways. Just you know, that was pre scheduled. No way to know that this was going to be kind of like the culmination of this winning streak, uh, lifting the Orioles towards maybe if they win tonight, having a 500 record. Um, but I mean, you know, the, the Orioles are 25 and 17 at home and people aren't stupid. They know when the team is doing well. Uh, you know, so I, I, even without the giveaways, I think you're starting to get some, uh, Hype is starting to gain some steam a little bit. People are sensing, okay, there's something different about this team compared to 2021, 2019, the uh, the really earlier years of the, the rebuild project. Uh, you know that there's they're they're having fun. Uh, fans are having fun. The team is having fun. Um, you know, we're, we're, again, we're, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, we got two games coming up against the Cubs right here, and then the next ten are against the Rays and the Yankees. So that's that's really going to be kind of the buzzsaw to, to, to test the Orioles. Uh, you know, if really something different is going on here, uh, you know, if they're able to somehow like split those games or even go like four and six over that 10 game stretch, uh, I think you can feel like, okay, this is a different Orioles team. Uh, you know, if, if they crash and they go like two and eight, then it'll be like, okay, well, I guess we're still back to kind of starting to wait for the prospects rather than, you know, right now it's starting to happen. But, um, you know, it's fun. Uh, people have noticed. I think it's fair to say, uh, even without floppy hat giveaways and Hawaiian shirt giveaways, that it's just there's a. I think there's a building sense of excitement, and um, you know, as, as this as the rest of the season plays out, maybe we'll even get to see another couple of prospects, and hopefully that excitement continues gaining steam. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. Uh, I remember earlier in the year, Mark, you talked about how the, the pitching had been surprisingly great. Uh, so, so how about pitching wise, and, and also uh, the, the guys uh, at the plate? Who, who, you know, what has led to this eight game winning streak, this excitement right now in Baltimore? Who are the guys that are standing out night in, night out? Well, you know, it's just uh, it's a lot of. Uh, the, of course, here in Baltimore, there was the classic song "Orioles Magic" from the late '70s, which had the, uh, the everybody. It's kind of retro, cool still today. Uh, and and the line in that song was, "Every game has a different star." That's the magic of Orioles baseball. Uh, that that line continues to echo in any time anybody wants to be excited about the Orioles on into 2022. Uh, you know, they they they've won uh, over the course of this eight game winning streak. I think. Um, Five of the wins have been by one run, so they just are getting really the the one clutch hit. You know, the pitchers are getting the clutch out, especially 
the the late inning relievers. Just it's it's really just been a whole team effort, not even just like one guy carrying them on their back. So, I mean that that's what that's what's exciting. It's just a a whole bunch of guys are collectively playing greater than um, what you would have thought the sum of their you know individual parts was. And so you got uh, you know closer Jorge Lopez, although he blew. The first two games in July has immediately rebounded and has done better. Now he's the Orioles all-star for the year. Uh, Felix Bautista uh, in the Angels series was blowing 100 miles an hour past Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You got uh, CNL Perez, Keegan Aiken also have both just done really well out of the bullpen. And that's really helped um, kind of more familiar names on offense for the Orioles have have just all quietly having solid but not superstar level seasons like Ryan Mountcastle, uh, Trey Mancini are the team's two best hitters, Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander also doing well. And, you know, these are guys that we've, we've been experiencing for a few years now. Um, you know, they, they were on the bad teams, the same as, you know, some guys that aren't around anymore. And it's just, um, you know, they're, they're just playing a little bit better and they're getting better pitching. Uh, you know, the starting rotation, there's been some guys that weren't able to stick around, but they've shuffled the personnel around. And right now, even though 60% of the starting rotation is Jordan Lyles, who led the American League in ERA, and by led, I mean he had the highest <laughs> ERA, not the best ERA. Uh, you got Spencer Watkins, who had an 8.07 ERA last year. And you got, uh, they got a waiver claim guy named Austin Both from the Nationals, who's, uh, who had a 10 ERA when the Nationals let him go earlier this year. Uh, the Orioles brought him in, and he now has a 3.80 ERA in eight Orioles games. That's 60% of the Orioles' rotation. And they're not doing horrible with that set. And so, you know, you, you wouldn't have expected that. Some of that is okay. Are these guys getting lucky? Maybe a little bit. Uh, I think some of it is. You know, the, the Orioles just have uh, the right message to kind of um, get things clicking for some of these guys. And... You know, uh, if that lasts, I, I don't want to say the sky's the limit. Obviously, the very top of the sky is uh, the Yankees are uh, 61 and 25. You know, uh, it, 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 Orioles don't have much hope, even if things go very well, of catching them, I don't think. But, um, you know, they're only four games behind second place, Boston Red Sox, who are 47 and 40. So, you know, the, the Orioles, uh, if, if they keep playing, obviously they're not going to keep winning eight in a row, but. You know, if they go five and three, go five and three, go five and three, they're going to be right in the thick of the playoff conversation. You know, in another month. And um, uh, again, I would have never imagined they'd be in that position uh, right now. So, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of trying to throw out the window all of my preconceived pessimistic notions. Uh, I don't want to get too carried away, but. Things are possible that I didn't believe were possible, and that's pretty exciting. That's good stuff. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. A unique matchup tonight on Pirate Radio. Uh, You'll hear a baseball game from Wrigley Field, and you don't hear that a lot on Pirate Radio because the O's and Cubs don't get together that often. That'll be... uh, Interesting, Mark. Uh, can't be too many games uh, that the O's have uh, shown up in that uniform at Wrigley Field in the past. I don't think they've been back in Chicago since uh, for eight years. I, I, I believe that's the last time uh, the Orioles were in, in Wrigley. So, yeah, it's been a while. You know, uh, that was a very different Orioles team that was there uh, eight years ago. <laughs> uh, 2014 team went on to win the division that year. Um, 
so, you know, it, it, it'll be a treat to see the, uh, you know, one of the venerable stadiums, uh, uh, of, uh, you know, of all of MLB. Mark, uh, you got to see a, a conversation we've had and everybody's had about the angels. Uh, O's fans got to see it up close and personal over the weekend. Friday's game in particular, uh, Mike Trout goes three for five, hits a home run, three RBIs. Shohei Otani, three for five, hits a home run, a big one in the ninth inning, and the Angels still lose. And that is, it's turned into a joke, but it's there's some reality, there's some truth in all jokes, and uh, we got to see that on display uh, there as uh, Otani and Trout knock in all the runs and the Angels still lose. And that's just, that's been their thing, and you know, uh, 38 and 47 right now. Joe Madden fired. That, of course, hadn't really fixed anything. Uh, they've lost more games than they've won since he's been fired. So, just continues to be a, a head scratcher there in LA with these stars and uh, the lack of winning. It does. You know, Clip, you're, you're on Twitter probably even more than I am. So, you've probably seen this joke, too, that floats around every time the Angels lose one of yep. the games. You got the, uh, the Tungsten Armo Doyle. Uh, you know, it, it, it just makes, a, you know, the joke about, okay, Mike Trout does well, Shohei Otani's amazing, and the Angels lose. Yep. Uh, you know, that, that was four games of that for the Orioles this weekend, pretty much. Uh, they, they lost to the Orioles just four in a row. Uh, Mike <clears throat> is still amazing. Shohei Otani uh, is still amazing, and it just doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the Angels, they're, they're just, uh, I, I don't know what they are, but uh, I, I feel bad for those guys. They're, they're really... Just, you know, they're just two amazing talents in Major League Baseball right now. And, you know, I, what is it? Mike Trout has played uh, three games in the playoffs in his career or something mm. like this. Like, it, it's just crazy. I mean, he's one of the best guys, you know, we, we've seen, probably the best player of the 21st century, you know. Um, and and it, and it just is worth, uh, it, it for the franchise, it's worth nothing. It's it's sad. I mean, I, you know, if I was an Angels fan, it would be cra- drive me crazy all the time. Um, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I, I feel bad for them, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, former Orioles, um, manager Buck Showalter would always say, um, nobody is going to feel sorry for us, so we shouldn't be feeling sorry for ourselves. We should just be better. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you're a professional team, you know, that, that's how it's got to be. You got to, you know, GM's got to get better players. Uh, the players that are there, other than Trout and Otani, just got to be better. And um, those, those things just haven't happened for a decade. It's it's just crazy. Mark Brown came to Chad.com. We'll see uh, how the O's continue this streak. If they can keep on winning, uh, you start to, to really believe that uh, there could be some postseason play in line, or maybe you uh, become sellers at the deadline. So how much talk uh, is going on right now about the trade deadline? Because now all of a sudden the Orioles have some – you know, attractive uh, guys that teams could go after to make a run. If you're the Orioles, you want to keep these guys here, keep them winning, and uh, and try to make a playoff push. So, how about that discussion right now as we uh, enter uh, the All Star break, Mark? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when when the Orioles were seven and fourteen at the end of the month of April, it was like, okay, who's going to get traded this year? And you know, you kind of had to steal yourself for all right, Trey Mancini. Um, Although there's a mutual option for 2023, it's probably not going to get mutually exercised. So he's going to be a free agent. You trade him, even though he had the whole story with the, you know, the cancer treatment recovery. The comeback was one of the great stories of baseball all last year. Like, okay, are we going to trade Anthony Santander? We're going to trade some of these relievers like Jorge Lopez, who's doing very well. And, 
you know, that, that was just kind of the assumed uh, pose in April. And now it's like, I mean, you know, at, at the moment, riding on the eight-game winning streak, two games out of the playoff spot, it's like, I mean, how can you even really think about trading anybody off of the roster, right? Like, you know, uh, I, I don't know that I would say, okay, you need to go all in and start adding guys and chase for whatever, but uh, I, I feel like my... Um, my my heart answer certainly is I would like the Orioles to just kind of keep rolling with what they've got, maybe promote um, a prospect like D.L. Hall, pitching prospect in the rotation, who's uh, made a couple tweaks at AAA lately, has done very well. I believe he struck out 14 batters in his most recent AAA start. You know, so you start getting into, like, talking yourself into scenarios like that. Like, okay, well, if they upgrade, you know, him um, – the, uh, the the Norfolk Tides infield has three guys who could maybe be upgrades on the Orioles infield right now. Uh, Taryn Vavra, who they got in a trade a couple years ago. Jordan Westberg, who they drafted two years ago. Gunnar Henderson, who's now the uh, freshly minted, I think, number five prospect in baseball on the most recent MLB pipeline uh, dra- uh, prospect ranking. Um, those guys have, have all been doing very well since getting promoted to Norfolk. And so it's like, well, do you, do you want to start bringing up one or more of these guys? And, that, and you know, that's what we're talking about now. And again, it's, it's just, it blows my mind that that's the conversation we're having in July. Uh, let's like, okay, could we, could, could, could they promote these guys? And would it really give the team a boost into the, you know, stay in the playoff chase? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting that we can even ask the question, uh, and having said all that, I feel like Mike Elias is not going to be a sentimental guy. Uh, he's not going to be afraid to trade somebody if he thinks that's the way to do it. Uh, I don't think he's going to get rushed into promoting any prospects if he doesn't want to do it. So, you know, in that sense, I shouldn't get my hopes up too much, and probably nobody else should either. But, um, you know, we're, we're in uncharted territory here, and <laughs> I don't really know how the boss will um, decide, you know, to, to evaluate this moment. I mean, um you know, the, what is the, I think the trade deadline is like August the 2nd this year or something like that. So uh, we're three weeks away from there. You know, if the Orioles are still playing well for those three weeks, uh, you know, you, you, you maybe uh, some kind of decision that would have seemed crazy in April is, is going to get made. So uh, I, I really don't know. We'll see what happens. And uh, just uh, in, instead of dreading the fact that there's three weeks of games to be played, <laughs> suddenly very exciting that yeah. the Orioles are, uh, you know, uh, it, hey, the Orioles! Instead of oh man, the Orioles! They, you know, it's uh, it's 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 um, it's it's much more exciting than I really could have imagined this season would have been. And Mark, you are correct. August second trade deadline in twenty twenty two. Mark Brown, CamdenChad dot com, joining us. O's and Cubs tonight, right here on Pirate Radio. Mark, uh, I'm happy for you. Uh, we haven't had to have uh, haven't had a lot of these conversations over the years where we're we're uh, we're positive about O's baseball. So this was fun, and um, we'll keep up the good work at CamdenChad dot com, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, down the road and uh, talk more winning O's baseball with you. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll see if I'm as excited next time we talk. But, uh, you know, right now at this moment in time, I'm feeling pretty good, and that's not nothing. So, All right, break up the O's. Eight in a row, taking on the Cubs tonight. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio, Wrigley Field. Uh, the two teams will meet up tonight right here on our airwaves. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams is here. We will welcome in the former ECU tight end. He's got a lot of things to tell us. Uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors, Pirate Radio Weddings. we got a lot to talk about with Bryce Williams. And Chandler 
in true weird Chandler fashion, has been looking up things on YouTube, and we found some old Camp Connors featuring Bryce Williams. We're going to have Bryce do a, a box jump. Good. <laughs> and Chandler might uh, show off more of his Jeff Connors impression when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has, uh, loans rather, has something for every financial situation. For more information, visit uh, or give uh, Talbot Green a call. Also, you can call Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We welcome back to the Pirate Radio Studios, Bryce Williams. Bryce, good to see you after a week off. I know, good to see y'all. And man, you've been up to quite a bit. We got to catch up. I try and uh, do my thing. (laughs) You've been doing time I got. You've been doing your thing on dry land, on water, on all the surfaces. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we get to any of that uh chandler loves to look up just old ecu stuff and today he was well we're talking offensive line and tight ends coming up on thursday with steve and i go correct and so i was like well we got a tight end that comes and joins us every tuesday bryce williams so i looked up bryce williams ecu and um can you say excuse me excuse me (laughs) and uh one of the videos that popped up in the suggested videos was a segment on the old Ruffin McNeil shows that I used to love, Camp Connors. And there was at least two videos of Bryce Williams highlighted with Camp Connors and kind of going through some uh, some exercises, one of them being a box jump. But Well, I want to go through them with Bryce. And say, Do you remember doing these, Bryce? Yeah, yeah those were always fun. Mine weren't ever too difficult, so it was nice. <laughs> you wanted to make sure you could do what was being asked of you. I didn't actually know what I was going to do. He just said, hey, I need you for a thing. So you're you'll probably be in the weight room anyway. He just said, "Hey, we're yeah, doing a TV thing." Normally, here. he did it like we do it after a workout. Okay, so, so. you'd already be tired. <laughs> yeah, you do look kind of tired here. I'm sure, and I'm pale as crap. <laughs> you got a farmer's tan going into farmer's tan, and your face doesn't really change throughout Connor's whole intro. You're just staring at the camera. I know. There's nobody like Norwood. He loves to pinch his fingertips like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're jumping. How high are these boxes here, Bryce? Oh, uh, that's a pretty modest one. Well, that's not too crazy. That one maybe forty inches. No. I don't know. Well, if you listen, I might tell you how tall the box is. Good jump there. How you feel about your performance here, jumping on these? Um. All right, I probably could have landed a little more solid. How how good did it make you feel when he said good? 
<laughs> good. 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 You, you know, <laughs> as a player, uh, for some terrible reason, you're always uh, – you know, looking for the coach's approval. Whenever you know, if you do sure. something, you're thinking, I, I think get a good job. Off. More so in the football, but you know, box jump, whatever. Did Connors ever get on you? Like, does he get on the players in the weight room? I actually worked hard, so no, he okay. never got on me. Good. 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 Into the box. Into the box. All right. Hey, oh, nice. Take one step. I probably uh, had already done like a hundred of these. <laughs> I wish I had those shoes. Good. I used to have a lot of socks. All right, now you're sitting on some. Uh, what are you doing there? So that is uh, just sit on just different variations of box jumps. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. your uh, your rising up, mm-hmm. exploding Rise start. Coach, is he going to explode? Well, here? you have your different variations. Uh, you had your standard uh, vertical jump. You had your one step. Vertical jump. Now you're going to be sitting on what it looks like two 45 plates, and you're going to stand up and you're going to do a vertical box jump. Let's see how he does. Go. Ready, go. Uh, static position. Static position. A static reflex. position. Okay. I wish I had those shoes. Oh, man. Good. That's impressive. So that way you don't have like. Now you're on your knees. <laughs> This looks tough. Yeah, these are a little tricky to get your. Oh man! Uh, Could you do that right now? Uh, right here, uh, <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Maybe. That, do you still have some of the gear that they had? Do you still have any of that uh, gear? Yeah, I think it's mainly that thing. Anna has a has one of my work that one of that logo shirts and a t shirt. Um, she has that. Yeah, I still have several things. Is that me on the left? This is all you. This is um, all Bryce Williams. There was another Camp Connors when you were younger, a younger buck. Was and he was really? talking about trying to get you to 250 pounds. And you were, made, and you were like, you were made a face like, I don't know. Like, I would yeah. love to. I were like 230. Yeah, those were good times. That was the old. Uh, Bryce, you should look so, up yourself on YouTube sometime. You got a lot of stuff here. Jeez. <laughs> you're, you're, I know I do. I had a highlight <laughs> film. You know, I had a highlight film made from one guy. That's on YouTube somewhere. We'll but check that out. Some of the that. some of the catches aren't not all of them, but this guy just went random. I said, messaged him on Instagram during the whole draft stuff because one of my buddies I was training with said, "Yeah, this guy made mine." It's like Harris highlights or something. You've probably seen him if you just Google anybody. He does Chandler's watch watches them every night. I'm sure. I've I've watched the Harris highlight one about ten times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you still work out? So like. Do you find that environment fun being in the gym, the weight room? I do. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy uh, you know what I do now. Just kind of. I mean, I still lift fairly heavy and everything. Um, obviously, in, you know, in the weight room with your guys and the team and stuff is a little more fun. Just because now you do it solo, pretty much. Uh, I work out by myself. There's some guys like like Drew Score. Yeah. Um, I work out with him here because he. Same gym I go to, so I, we'll kind of live together here and there, randomly. But most of the time, I'm just solo. How animated did Coach Connors used to get in practice or conditioning, especially in the summertime when you guys were in the off season? How animated would he get during workouts? Because uh, it seems like he's kind of calm there during the Camp Connors thing. Yeah, I mean he he's fairly would be fairly calm. Um, I remember at the end of I practices because that's the only part we could watch. He would count yeah. as you guys are running. He would do that. He would get a 14. little hot. 15, yeah. 16, <laughs> 13, 12. Sometimes his, his clock is fast. <laughs> yeah. um, 
He would get a little hype a few times, like in breakdowns and things like that. Or in the weight room, he'll do you know certain chants. I wish I could remember them. So that was always fun. We just would have come up with those like team breakdowns. Um, it was a good time. I enjoyed the weight room. You had a bunch of different coaches, position coaches. How about strength coaches? Like, were they all kind of unique, or were they all similar in ways? Uh, like in the oh NFL? yeah, they were all different. You know, Coach Walker, he was cool. He was a cool guy. Who was he with? Who was he with? Coach Walker. He oh strength staff. With so he was an assistant. He played to Coach here. Yeah, ECU. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Yeah, and uh, I'm saying like Walker. NFL and and everything. Oh NFL and everything. Um. Oh, they're ECU. Let's see who else was pretty cool. Because Connors was your only head yeah, strength head coach. strength coach, and then let's see the Rams first guy. He was actually he was funny when I was with Fisher. The head strength coach guy was the guy who counted the reps at uh, the combine, and he said. I was like, man, you look familiar. He said, oh, yeah, I do the bench counting. Oh, okay. And so, uh, yeah. he said, take any reps from me? I said, yeah, about three. <laughs> uh, so so you were ever, talking about earlier about Aaron Walker, right? Aaron Walker. He's been on Pirate Radio. He's a nice guy. I've oh, yeah, him. I enjoyed him. He's the one yeah. who told me to do uh, you know, do lower back squats. Like put the bar lower on your back, and uh, that helped me tremendously. Um, but, yeah, the, there were some good, fun, fun guys in the uh, – with the Rams, first initial Rams, second group was pretty cool. I've been fortunate to have some pretty good strength staffs. Um, the Patriots was were a little, uh, you know, he was he, what was his name? Moses. He was really good, but it was like I don't know. You didn't get a chill vibe. I mean, he was, but he just had this. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word aura. I think is that the word? <laughs> yeah, that you is. You know, a word. you're kind of like ah, I can't really joke around too much. But right, right. Oh, here I was. I was a rookie, so yeah. All right, Bryce Williams joining us, Bryce. Uh, so since we have last seen you, you have been to a wedding, mm-hmm. and where's uh, the picture? Here's the picture. Now, yeah. how nice is it to be the tallest of your friend group? That's pretty cool, right? When Stewart's not around. Okay. Vincent, but other than that, it's good. All right. So Shane, uh, interesting look at his wedding. Yeah, all black. He didn't wear white shoes. He had these fancy, fancy. I don't even know what they were. Fancy black shoes. So he changed into those to the reception. Well, he does have some hair going. But oh, the yeah. guy in the middle of the picture, yeah. Lincoln Riley, showed up. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What was it like hanging out with you know, uh, with it, Link? I tell you, it was just like what was. I thought about it. Like sort of after I got home, I said, "Man, that was just like we were at ECU again." Not, nothing's changed. Same. Peanut up right where you left off. Oh yeah, I mean it was cool to catch up with him and chat with him. You know, and uh, well, you know, all of us kind of reminisced a little bit, just sort of chatted about you know how good the offense was when we were here talking about the receiving core and um, things like that. So it was cool to see him. I mean, I haven't seen him and I guess. I'm Did you talk to him here. about if he has a void at the tight end coaching position? Maybe uh, <laughs> taking that position? No, I did at not. USC? No, Fight I on? did not. That, that would be pretty cool, but uh, um, no, I didn't chat with him about that. <laughs> did you talk about work at all? About the leaving new, the new gigs? Oklahoma, USC? Like, did you talk to him about that stuff? Um, what did I... Uh, I forgot what we had chatted about. Um, I don't think I asked him what made him choose USC. He said, but he says he's loving it. He's not in LA. He's somewhere else on the outskirts there. Right. Um, 
But I mean, he, he's, fired, he's fired up about it, and he said, "Yeah, they better be run to be be ready to uh, run a you know hundred plus plays, you know." Oh yeah. So uh, the Lake and Raleigh way. Yeah. So it, it was cool to catch up, and like I said, it was like nothing, even nothing ever changed or uh, didn't skip a beat whenever uh, we were able to, whenever we came. So Lincoln Riley's old team, Oklahoma, they were had already announced they were going to the SEC. So he leaves the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12 and then finds out his new team is going to the Big 10. Did you get all that? No, I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> so yeah. UCLA and USC are moving to the Big 10. That not that with... Um, That's Michigan, yeah, Ohio Michigan. State. What in the world? Yeah. That's cross country. Dang, that's like every Maryland away game. They have a conference game with Maryland. <laughs> what? I tell you, this mess Ru- Rutgers? <laughs> Rutgers in New Jersey? That does not make any sense. None of it makes sense. They go, they go across sense. country one week, have to come back home to play a home game. Then they might have to go right back across the country again the next week. That doesn't make any sense. Why not, like, at least what the Big 12 is somewhat more in the West, right? Yeah, but it's all about now. That's they're, all they're, Virginia, everybody's right? compile, combining as these super conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. And and this is what it is now. Regional, being regional has nothing to do with it. See, I like regional stuff. Being man. historic, like legacy, nothing yeah. to do with it. It's just about putting together. Money. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. That's what it's all about, man. I'm not a fan of the whole thing. Like they said, the historic part of it, the regional. I feel like that's what makes conferences now. It's just a crapshoot and... Yeah, where can I get the most money? Dang yeah, it's uh, it's weird stuff. Bryce Williams joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Let's take a break. We got to go Pirate Radio outdoors. We might hit some five second game. Also, uh, Bryce, there's a lot of juicy stuff going on in the world of sports, and we'll uh, we'll hit on some of that as well in a new segment. So we got a lot to do, and we'll make you a winner coming up at the end of next segment. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back quality equipment is your full service john deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you quality equipment is open in winterville next to sam's club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chandler uh, won final from earlier today on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. The Cleveland Guardians, the Guardians of Baseball, won earlier today in a game against the team that i like to refer to as the white Sox. four to one was that final score earlier today in cleveland that's the only day game in major league baseball mets and braves game two tonight mets won it last night in a great pitchers duel max scherzer out dueling max freed in the battle of the maxes and uh game two coming up tonight we got o's and cubs tonight 
805 right here on pirate radio dodgers cardinals will be playing on the superstation tbs all right um before we go outdoors before we have our giveaway uh some salacious things happening in the world of sports and look we we try to be factual with you and not spread gossip but sometimes it's so juicy Mm. you gotta you gotta get a taste of uh of that juice so surely um you want to call this segment what saucy sports <laughs> saucy sports saucy sports um, because it's just like a soup opera it's saucy it's very saucy uh, very juicy um i pmz saucy sports whatever you want to call it okay well i mean we'll i call it saucy I, sports well i mean i threw that out uh, excuse me i threw that idea out to you earlier today and you just kind of went eh why don't we call it pmz that's I'm a like, good okay. idea but it could be a better idea but i said i said feel free but to change it as much as you love saucy sports i kind of just want to go with it now saucy for now sports. this is called saucy sports okay all right do we have music yes we do all right where is it there we go i know this music oh boy okay i know victor it's movement. about to get real I it's know, about to get straight up real in here. I know, Miss Chancellor. This I, and, and and mind you, this is a soap opera reading for those who are participating. Can I, I read mine like Victor? I don't. I don't care how you read it. I know John Abbott. What is this now? Mm. Little Mary mm. J. Bright, Mary J. Blige. Bryce, uh, did you ever growing up? Did your parents, grandma, watch uh, the stories like while you were there? The Young and the Restless, Bold and Beautiful, As the World Turns, any of those shows? Because I, my, no. my grandparents always had Young and the Restless on. My mom is a diehard Days of Our Lives fan. It went um, Price is Right, local news, boom. My grandma liked Jeopardy. Likes <laughs> All right, Jeopardy. We'll take that. That's enough. It went from Price is Right to, uh, I think it was uh, Another World and then there were two 30 minute soap operas called Passions and Santa Barbara. Those sound salacious. They they came on and then there was Days of Our Lives. Alright, well episode one, part one of Saucy Sports. Uh, today's episode we recap all the deets concerning New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. Mm. Chandler. So, Zach Wilson low-key scrubbed his high school sweetheart, Abby Jahl, from his social media earlier this year. Interesting. Nobody knew about it, really, until Zach was spotted at a Yankees game, get this, with an Instagram model from New Jersey. Wow. They gasped. Wow. Internet sleuths went to work, and they found <laughs> Hold out. On, before you go, <laughs> Bryce has questions, and we oh, are taking oh, oh, questions. Oh, okay. Okay. What does scrub mean? Is that your question? Yeah. Oh. So you see Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and you say in a relationship, and I got all these pictures with this girl. Well, all of a sudden, one day they go missing. One day those pics are deleted. Oh. Just like Kyler Murray did with the Arizona Cardinals. You see athletes do this with their sports teams when they get in a little. Miss. A spat. A spat. Oh. A lover's mm-hmm. quarrel. Just like that. All right, Man. CJ. So, internet sleuths went to work, found out that the two unfollowed each other, and Abby is now dating Zach's best friend and former roommate, <laughs> Dax Milney. From the Washington Commanders. Wow. The mudslinging got crazy, 
Abby was getting called all sorts of names. Most of them, Bryce cannot tell you these names on the air. The one <laughs> I can tell you is Homie Hopper. Homie Hopper. Which is a new term. I had never heard of that. That's Hopping rough. on homies. Yep. Homie Homie Hopper. Yep. And Abby was like, hold up. Wait a minute. You know who the real Homie Hopper is? Who? Well, let me tell you. Abby accused Zach of, get this, sleeping with his mom's best friend. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah! Now, she has since deleted that post, but it's a little too late. Somebody screenshotted it. Homie Hopper, Mommy Hopper. My goodness. His mom's best friend? What was that conversation like? Chandler, what do you think... (laughs) What do you think Zach's mom said to her lady friend? Well, here's the thing. Zach's mom did say... Wait, Chandler, I know you're reading your line, but I'm going to give you the end of my line because you came up with this yesterday. What do you think Zach's mom said to her friend? Give me back my son! Thank you. (laughs) Ransom. Go check it out. All right, now you can go. Alright, as I was saying Are you listening, Bryce? I'm listening Zach's mom did say that Satan was lurking in the media Mm. And she was all emotional in a video on Sunday Talking like, beware of online predators But as of now, nothing has been confirmed But apparently, he has a history of older women Cougars, cougars He was a cougar Cougars, you may say he took not one, but two older BYU cheerleaders to his high school prom. Lay gasp. Wow. Wow. And now. Are you going to say this, CJ? Can I? <laughs> I don't know. Can I do that? You can, can say, spell it. You can say what the. You can purchase a t shirt right now from Barstool. <laughs> oh. Do you think we should say this price or not? I'm going to let Bryce be the judge. I think okay. Bryce should say it. I'll say it. Um, I would. Yeah. I'm no. Well, leave out one word. Just say. Uh, just say bleeping. bleeping. Yeah. Throwing bombs and blanking. You could just blanking. Yeah. Blanking. Yeah. So right. yeah. Now there is a T-shirt that you can uh, purchase online that says "Throwing Bombs, uh, Blanking Moms." It is a green shirt, Jets font, and it can be yours. Wow. So you got to stay tuned. This story's not over yet. Saucy. Robert, don't you dare. Bryce, Robert, you are, don't you dare. That's big stuff. He said, speaking of hot moms. Not again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad Moore, you stay out of this. <laughs> oh, no. Bryce, we have uh, a whole nother avenue of saucy sports. Saucy sports. You are very rare in the fact that you married your college sweetheart. There's none of this drama going on. Like you, and it's because of the lifestyle you live that yeah. you are drama free. But stay out of it. There's a lot going on around you in these locker rooms and a lot of a lot of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Chit chat, paddywhack. <laughs> give a well, dog a bone. A dog a bone. Say, I just find Zach it very Wilson interesting. I just find it very interesting because he was portrayed as this goody two shoes kind of all American kid who's dating his high school sweetheart mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. And he and about- his roommate are like the best of friends and you know Man. Yeah, but they're that, bros, and all of a sudden, they're homie hoppers. Broke bro code, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, this goes on in 
every town in america so 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 what do you think of our inaugural segment it, it could use a little tweaking i liked it you uh you didn't know about this story did you no so we made you aware of the we story. got true reaction you from may, you yeah. uh yeah so uh for those of you who are into your you know your your gossip mm-hmm. your national inquirer the salacious side of sports this is a good the scandalous actions of people <laughs> in the a, sports world a good summer segment to have i think so while we bridge the I gap like of it. football mm-hmm. all right well now bryce let's go it's like tmz of pirate radio which is why it's uh i think we should call it pmz 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 that's what he wanted to call it saucy sports aka pmz there we go all right bryce now let's get back to your speed just being on a boat in oh. the water and get this i bryce. saw the light i was and the flame in your eyes I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. Brooks and Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My middle name is Brooks. Is it? Oh, Mine yeah. is Dumb. <laughs> Remember because he couldn't spell it correctly? Yeah. I have a tough middle name to spell. Lloyd. Because people forget. L-L-O-Y-D. You gotta throw that second L in there. L-L-O-Y-D. Oh, it's L? Oh, that's about spelled L-O-Y-D. I got mine, two L's. Mine is difficult to spell simply because people tend to just use one letter instead of three. That ain't true. Huh? No, actually. How, one letter? How do you spell D? D. 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 Double E. D. Double E. But people tend to use just the letter D and not the leave off the two E's. Huh. All right. That's this has been know your middle, middle name. name. Middle name. <laughs> Bryce, you have sent me. You sent me one picture uh, since we've been gone of you on mm-hmm. the water with a pirate radio koozie. Yes, that was cool. That was Saturday morning. Okay. Well, by the way, it wasn't just me who caught fish. Oh yeah. Who's that? Jay. That Jay. That's a beaut. And then my other buddy. Now what if what fish are we looking at right here? Those what well, you you know you got your puppy drum, you got your slot reds. Because I saw somebody we posted then, this one. And then you get your bull your bull drum. Somebody said Bryce taming the reds. Is that yeah, what that, that is? That is a big fish. Like red drum. Red drum. But you like to say those are bull drums. Okay. Now once they get to that size, you just big bulls or big bulls. Yeah. So uh, when was that? That was Sunday evening during the rain in the front and all that jazz oh yeah mm-hmm. but you know then on july 4th i caught some striper are rainy conditions okay for fishing Is uh it- yeah i was actually talking to my buddy that about condi- fish conditions and we typically oh what's the weather right and you may look at the weather pretty much for your comfort and you know somewhat to be effective you know if i was doing a different <laughs> we were dead baiting so we weren't really casting, you know, casting lures and stuff because the wind was blowing so hard and rough. But fisher bite, you know, especially before front, which is a pre-front, and sometimes you know they'll eat during the front, during the storm, deer after the storm and okay. stuff. And um, so as long as you're willing to stand out in it, as long as you're in, we that's what we were in some rain gear. I mean, it was blowing twenty plus. Um, I mean, you know, it was pretty, you know, not like in 
where we were, you know, it was pretty, had some sort of rougher water. I was going to say, did um, you feel like your safety was a concern for you guys? No, no, okay. no, we were good. Um, so, you know, that was Sunday. So, when I was, I was on the water July 4th, by the way. We had a really good day there, too. But this is, you know, a little bit, it was a good, good day. Caught some good fish. But obviously, when you catch bull drum, three for three, that's a pretty big deal. Um, on July 4th, you want to catch some whitefish, some red drum and some blue marlin that'll be red, good. white and blue oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> go ahead they did have a fish whiting is the fish whiting uh, isn't it like white fish on a menu is that not a thing is no, that it just... is it's not, there's like they're like whiting but i think they're okay. somewhat i'm sorry that was stupid oh. you go ahead oh you're good i gotta but, stay um, in my lane yeah so you know sunday you know i'll go with my buddy my buddy patrick on saturday and he just had a really good day with his dad friday so all right let's go and um and i said well, let's go saturday so we go caught some fish and it was just just it was we didn't get skunked but it wasn't a good day and so i was like all right so you know i'm like i might come go sunday you know obviously won't have time so he goes sunday which he fishes every weekend and so he goes sunday morning and catches um him and another buddy they catch a, a big bull apiece also. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm like, man, I'm going. So um, I asked Jay if he wanted to go and then another buddy of mine, Hunter, if he wanted to go. And he's like, well, sure. And we get in, we get there and it's blowing. They're like, you gotta be kidding me. So let's try to find bait. And found uh, Minhaden, which are pokies if you wanna see what the Minhaden look like. Um, How do you spell that? M E N. H A D E N. Oh, I got you. So, what did you do with these? So you cut, you cut them up into chunk, like you cut them, uh-huh. dead bait, like bait chunks, and uh, you know, and of course we were catching, you know, probably plan on catching like some slot redfish, which is eighteen to twenty six or seven, and you know, probably some big trout or some stripers. So I had the gear for that, which is the three thousand size reel, which isn't awfully big i mean it's good but it's not big what you want for bull drum and sure enough jay's line sort of is moving and i'm like he's like well let me see and, and he hooks up and he's like oh man because we thought it might have been a skate um because sometimes skate we you know we'll eat the dead bait and they're just a pain in the butt but he's looking up there's head shakes you can feel head shakes on the rod tip unlike you can with a skate and I was like, all right, well, then I look and my rod's doing the same thing. I'm like, what the heck? So I hook up and sure enough, it's like, okay, this drag's peeling. It's like, all right, we got to do something. So we, you know, we lit, you know, uh, pull anchor and I'm in gear. Well, we were putting the boat in gear so I can run down my fish to catch him. And sure enough, and that bull was from my, my tape that I have on the boat is only about 36 inches and these fish were well past that. So my wow. fish were probably like mid-40s inches-wise. Yep. Weight was, I guess, comparison, you'd probably say uh, easily, fi- I would say 50 pounds. Easily. Dang. So I land mine. Then we go run after Jay's. We're gear, you know, getting to him. Jay's getting line. That fish goes under the boat probably 10 times, makes runs out. And then, I mean, all this. We fought this thing forever. And finally land his. I'm like, all right, let's get my buddy one. And uh, sure enough, about 15 minutes later, when we get back to the spot, um, he hooks up on one and bam. Man. You know, we're catching these on, like I said, 
the gear is good enough for it, and but you'd want a little heavier stouter gear so you can muscle them a little bit. Um, but when you land a fish like that on that type, type of gear, you're kind of like, dang, it's pretty good stuff. My knots all were must have been good. We're only using, the thing is, we're only using smaller hooks. Normally, use like big, you know, anywhere from six to like eight, nine all hooks, and these are like little two out tail hooks. I mean, like. It's crazy, but I mean, it was a good time. Yep. Here's a. Which I want to While you're looking up, question on the Menhaden. So yes. you catch these? Cast net. Okay, you with the net. I, that's yep. what I was going to ask. Okay. How do you know where to go to get them? They'll be on surface. You'll see like pops in the water. Are these the ones that they like swim together? Yeah, like, they're in a big school. a school. Yeah, okay. and you'll see like you'll just look at it and you'll see and you'll or you'll hear them. It's like a, spl- a little pop in the water. Okay. And so uh, when you put your net out, how many do you usually get? Oh god, it depends. I mean, you get a whole bunch of them. How, how big are they? Uh, it varies. I mean, ideally, you like some about the size of your phone. So is it kind of like a minner? Uh, somewhat, I guess you could say, somewhat of a minner. But uh, I'm trying to see, I'll show you. So it's obviously netting one of the fish. Let me get there, which of course not everybody can see it. Yeah, this is more but, for us. Yeah. Uh, oh, there oh, yeah, it's a big fella. Yeah. Him, dang. Oh. That's a big boy. Yeah. That's nothing like a minner. No, no, that's. Chandler, keep up. God, see, there this is, guy, you don't know anything about fishing. Sorry. There it is in the bow. They're the using these to get that. Hayden to get. To get the bait, that Menhaden is. Got the, you. Let's see. Here is a. This is the quick video, but it was a quick. See, cast net. Yeah. So there? now you're getting the uh, the Menhaden. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Now you're huh. getting Menhaden, and this is the cast net. Pirate Radio Outdoors. Just at the beach, but see, which that's a ten footer. What are you going to do? Show your I'm form. Just practicing. Oh, nice. Pancakes. Great practice. Very good. Good re- pancakes. Hey, so now we're going to have Bryce uh, <laughs> toss this net. <laughs> Go. So, yes. Good. That is, um, that is the thing. You look for pops in water, try and catch bait. And uh, obviously, natural bait is typically the way to, you know, keep it simple, stupid. And uh, it's quite effective. And we caught some more fish after, you know, caught more fish before that. So, it was good times. And like I said, it was windy, raining. Just, yeah, nasty weather, but they're eating. Good stuff. Bryce Williams, a lot to report on Pirate Radio Outdoors today on a Tuesday. Shirley, let's uh, open up the booty bag, make somebody a winner, cast that net, call the phone. See who we can catch. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what are folks trying to reel in on this Tuesday, Shirley? Good one. I mean, there's all sorts of wordplay here today. Uh, how about lunch for two at tiebreakers? Lunch for two at tiebreakers can be yours if your caller number eight. Caller eight three one seven twelve fifty. Back with more after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Race veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Chip Wall of Farmville. Walked away with lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right. Um, you want to run a five-second game real quick? Sure. Hey, Because I got a question. I've missed this. And I want to ask Bryce to get started. Bryce, five seconds. Okay. You're a football guy. I think so. Peyton Manning, legendary quarterback. Mm-hmm. All you have to do, a lot of answers to choose from. You got five seconds to name a player that caught a touchdown pass in the NFL from Peyton Manning. <laughs> Just one play. Oh, Reggie Wayne. Boom, boom. That's how the game's played. Goodness, that was. I don't. I, I knew. I, I was hoping you would get too nervous. The lights would be too bright because I knew you would know it. But it's tough when you got five seconds. Oh, it it's is. Tough. Pressure's on, especially when it's anything. All right, you're up. Chandler, name a bait fish that starts with the letter M. Minner. Oh, I was going for Minhaden. That was right. Yeah. So is Minner Minnow? Minnow. Minnow. Okay. It's just okay. a country way of saying right. Minnow. He, yeah, he wouldn't have got that other one. So. I was, uh, yeah, it's just. And neither would I. I should have said anything but Minner. But. <laughs> All right, Chandler. Minner. Um, <laughs> CJ. Yo. Now, I like the one you had. Name a receiver mm, that's good. that has caught a touchdown pass from tom brady just anybody yeah go uh, randy moss there we go all right let's go chandler was bummed that was too easy I think. <laughs> he just like looked away like dang it uh clip name <laughs> name a city mm. that hosts a nhl team any raleigh are you saying in the name? No, 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 no. San Jose. No, that was that's fine. Okay. Just a city that has a hockey team. All right. Shirley. Sir. Name a baseball stadium that begins with the letter F. Fenway. Mm, Perfect. Good one. Good one. Uh Bryce. Yes, ma'am. Name a body of water. In the state of North Carolina. <laughs> Anywhere. Okay. High Rock Lake. There you go, sir. Nice. I would have gone with White Lake. White Lake. Okay. Clip. Uh, <laughs> Clip. Bryce likes to get me. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Huh, huh. What is... This is Grandma's a big Jeopardy fan. She's very intelligent. She passed it on to him. I know. Nervous. I got a lot of things. Let's see. Clip, what is what's yogurt made of? <laughs> made from? It's made from from 
Dairy. Look at me. Dairy. Milk. There we go. All right. Milk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh. That's... Uh, CJ. Uh-oh. Uh, periodic table. What? N-A. What is that the symbol for? N-A. It does not start with an N. Sodium. Correct. Oh, wow. Cool. Whoa. Wow. Well done. Good. Well good done. Kid smart. You know? <laughs> you know that one, bro? I, I like could see it, but I couldn't. Right. I was going to say nickel for some reason. I don't know. Let's go Chandler. Name a brand of athletic apparel. Begins with the letter A. Adidas. Mm-hmm. CJ, I'm going to go back to you. Oh, no. Name a NFL football stadium that starts with the letter A. <laughs> Dang it. It was going to be that. All right. That starts with the letter B. B. Uh, That's got to be. Uh, yep, that's five. Bank of America Stadium. Oh, my. Uh, Bryce, if you don't know, I was going to say NFL? A. Were you going to say Acrisure? Yeah. Okay. Did uh, you yeah. specifically say NFL? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Bosher Stadium. Is no more. Heinz uh, Field in Pittsburgh. Oh wow. They have a new uh, namesake, new sponsor. So, all right, uh, Chandler. Um, what? Oh, that's right. He got it wrong. Uh, sh- let's go, Bryce. Mm. Name. Who? Uh, you're not going to get that. All right. Name a food group that starts with the letter P. Like a food group? Mm-hmm. Protein. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was kind of like to break it down there. Okay. Shirley. Yes, sir. We're going back to biology. Or <laughs> <laughs> physics. We're going back to biology. No. Just say science. I science. sucked at science. My bad, science. Science. <laughs> she blinded me with science. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a fairly. I think it's pretty easy. What in the periodic table? Clip got me on. No, whoever said sodium. What in the periodic table is the letter K? I know this. Referencing. <laughs> I know this. That would be potassium. Yes. And the only reason I know that is because that was the exact same question I was going to ask you. Oh, God. Literally, Whoa. that was in the back of my mind if I got picked. That's freaky. Saucy. That's okay. All right. Um, okay, Bryce. Oh, a little oh. game of tennis here. Oh, back and forth. Are we going back to science? Name a WNBA team. Sparks. Oh! <laughs> Well done. The LA Sparks. The LA Sparks. Golly, that was a tricky one. (laughs) You named it right away. I know. (laughs) Sparks. Sparks. Anything after that? uh, Trouble. uh, Brain farts. I don't know. (laughs) Your turn. Okay, we're going to go with Chandler. (laughs) Oh, boy. Chandler. Okay. Name. If you got a socket set. All right. What? Oh boy! You got a socket set. <laughs> oh what? I don't even know. You have two. I know what a socket set is. You have two forms of measurement. Okay. Oh boy. I'm trying to think. Okay. Oh, and here we go. I'll make it easy. Okay. You have two forms of measurement. One, you know, in like three sixteenths. You know, three quarters. He is way lost. We're, We're talking like wrenches, wrenches, bolts. Yeah, bolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You have three sixteenths and all that is the standard form of measurement. What is the next thing? If it's not 
in, you know, you know, three sixteenths, quarter, half inch, all that. What's the next thing European? It's measured in. So another form of measurement that's not sta- the standard measurement. Okay, so what? Which uh, would be what an inch? I, 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 I saw like inch. Feet. So it's not an inch. It's, it's not an inch. Okay, I'll give you the abbreviation. Okay, I think I, I might give it away. Mm. Millimeter. There you go. Yeah, I was thinking. I was getting ready to say. I even knew that. <laughs> I knew that. I knew what you were getting to. But, yeah, well, uh, maybe the description, but you know. Yeah. All right. He was Let's speed it All up. Right, Chandler, go. All right, clip. We yeah. need some hard ones. Name a golf company, golf brand company that starts with the letter P. Ping. Ping oh. is correct. <laughs> Bryce. Periodic table. Oh god. You see A U. What is that? Is that aluminium? No. <laughs> Dang it. Aluminum. Aluminum. It is gold. Oh, gold. Wow. No, but aluminium is how British people yeah. pronounce aluminum. aluminum. They're wrong. Oh, I use gold. I see it now. No gold for you today, no sir. No gold for me. Shirley John Quincy Adams is the number blank president in the United States. Oh, come on. Yikes. You don't even know that answer, do you? Uh, yeah, I think I do. John Quincy <laughs> Adams, I am going to say he is the no. second yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, that's what he thinks. And you are correct, yeah. That's no. wow, wow, wow. Shirley's Second. on fire. Second. Shirley made all A's in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're up. Clip, name this former Broadway show, because I don't believe it's on Broadway anymore, but it was a famous show that started with the letter C. Cats. You are correct, sir. Dang. All right. We got to get some money out. Oh, it's time to go. It's six o'clock. Uh-oh. Oh crap! So I'm the only one that lost. No, no. Oh, I'm not alone. Okay, Chandler, <laughs> Misery Loves Company. Um, Showdown. Name three schools, colleges that have Cardinals as a nickname. Uh, all right. St- Stanford is the Cardinal. I'll count it. All right. Uh, you have. Uh, Nah. Ball State. Louisville. Ball State. Ball State. Louisville. Yep. Dang. Um, Shirley. Shirley. Yes, sir. Name. He's about to knock this out. Ten. <laughs> Name three Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> oh, um. Six. A League of oh. Their Own. Um, uh, Volcano oh. and Forrest Gump. Oh, oh got it. Oh, right. God. Maybe we'll have to carry this in the we'll next week. We'll have to carry this in the next week. Good wow. game. Good game. All right, Bryce. Enjoyed it, man. Thank you all for having me. We'll see you uh, next week. CJ, Shirley, Chandler, see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.